Grant's not in the game, then maybe you should go back to broadcasting school. Are you too good for this? Hey, Noam Chomsky. <laughs> what the fuck's your problem? And welcome to Calliope Shadows, the nightscape of Ramjack. Hello everyone, I am Alex, and joining me today in Victory Pose, in Ramjack Studio One, is Brad. Yes, we're heroes! Doing it, doing it. Yes! Heroes! Yes! We did it! We're doing it! It's happening! It's happening! We're doing it! And you guys are a part of it! You're a part of it again! We've had a lot to discuss about on the show. We do. But I just wanted to let people know that we will be talking about Belvedere and Bell. Yes. Mr. Belvedere and Saved by the Bell, the college year television shows, for those who may be new. In a crisp, tight fashion. Yes, in the tightest fashion we've ever done. Yes. Hopefully. (laughs) Guys, you're going to be like, where's the rest of the episode? Well, this this episode is going to be the one. You're going to be like, wow. They covered a lot, and they covered it swiftly and tightly. You'll be asking, hey, where was the intermission at? I don't know. Don't need intermission when it's only an hour and 30 minutes long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Check us how long this episode is right now. So let's check on that, and let's also check on Alex. How's that poster coming? (laughs) The poster... We'll talk about the poster at a future time. Hopefully when I have more stuff to actually show and talk about. All right. Um, but in the meantime, It Brad, takes less time to make a baby. Um, speaking of, I, I guess, formulas, which mm-hmm. babies can parlay into many ways, mm-hmm. um, I have a formula for the perfect smile here. Oh. Also, we're going to delve into the past for a second mm-hmm. to get insight on the present. Oh. It's ontology. Take a step back. Take a step back. Take a step back. All the way forward. All the way to 1943. Ooh. I love that. Step back, looking forward. Mm. Uh, in the magazine, the Big Spring Herald. This is a quote from that in 43, by the way. All right. Now, here's something worth knowing. It's a formula for smiling when you have your picture taken. No. Oh. It comes from former ambassador Joseph E. Davies and is guaranteed to make you look pleasant no matter what you're thinking. Just hang a sock on Hitler's jaw in your mind. <laughs> Actually, I, I kind of like that. I just, ah. Nothing gets me smiling more. Mr. Davies disclosed this formula while having his own picture taken on the set of his Mission to Moscow. It's simple, he says. Just say cheese. It's an automatic smile. I learned this from a politician, Mr. Davies chuckled. An astute politician, a very great politician, but of course, I can't tell you who it was. Oh! Alright, well, secrets! But this is the origin of people saying cheese when they, um... This is when it actually became wow. pretty popular in, I guess, our culture. People saying cheese, because it, I guess cha gives you, like, this cheese. weird... Cha. Cheese! Cheese! When I say cheese, my cheese. lips... Cheese. cheese. It makes me almost look like the, the modern duck face. Cheese. As opposed to, like... Cheese. A, cheese. Cheese. I don't know. <laughs> this is when I wish we kind of did more video casts, Brad, because... Guys, it's basically me and Brad doing the duck face to each other in like a frown. Let's try to let's try to frown. Cheese. Say cheese. 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 It just doesn't. It doesn't look pleasant. Listeners, put your hands up in the air and say (laughs) cheese. Heroes, and then say cheese. Cheese. Heroes brings your cheeks back. Heroes is a natural smile. Drop the cheese and victory heroes and cheese it. I mean, not cheese it. Heroes it. Heroes. See it. We're so used to having just that's a gut reaction. Taking mm-hmm. a picture. Oh, cheese. And the grimace. Now it's gonna be heroes. heroes. Hey, can I get a quick picture? Hero. And then ah! snap. Yes. You can't Guys, help but be happy about it. Drop that cheese bullshit. That dude didn't know what he's talking about. It was 1943. They were mad racist. 
<laughs> like other things, yeah, they were just super they bad races. They didn't have Coke Zero. <laughs> they didn't have the Zero back then, guys. They didn't have anything. The they didn't, they the, didn't have tech. They had card catatalogs. They thought smiling was a formula. Oh, what is the formula? How for do you smile? smile? Hey, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need a formula. Is this rocket science? Do you even know what rocket science is? Do you know what a rocket is? What are you, old man? Just sit down. Go hang a sock on Hitler's jaw. <laughs> the president they were referring to was Franklin D. Roosevelt, by the way. Just to let you guys know what's up on that one. Also, okay, so we're going to go into the future again. Basically, okay. get in your time you were, machine. You were looking forward, now take a step. Well, not too, not oh, far oh, forward. Like, oh, maybe half, half a step, two step forward, one step back for a second, oh. back to 1956. Oh. Um, <laughs> Confidential magazine All right. disclosed another formula. Okay, new form. Um, how Frank Sinatra managed to satisfy so many Hollywood starlets. Mm. You know what the main key, the key ingredient to that was? The formula? Wheaties. You don't even have to guess, Brad. Because it was going to be hard for you. It's just, Coke? I mean, loads sweet, of sweet Coke. Coca, um, mad Lines money. Of Coke, money. Um, uh, just the soothing voice. Celebrity. Yeah. Uh, a charismatic, uh, charisma. I, yeah, a mob connections. Um, nope. Wheaties. <laughs> it's that easy. Really? The article stated, where other Casanovas wilt under the pressure of a torrid romance, Frankie Boy just pours himself a big bowl of crispy, crackly Wheaties, comes back raring to go. Really? Yeah. I think it was more about the money and the fame and the mob connections than well, anything, really. Maybe. I mean, hey, you're going to blow Frankie, or somebody's going to bust your kneecaps. I think that was <laughs> Who's probably... blowing Frankie tonight? Hey, broads, I got some Wheaties. I'm going to munch on this. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, it's weird things from the past. All right. They said cheese, weird. Didn't know. Thought you had to have formulas for everything. Yeah. And ate Wheaties because they thought it was, I, I guess, a sexual aid? Like a stamina aid? I don't know. I If I just eat Wheaties, I'll become Frank Sinatra. Yes. Or maybe Frank Sinatra had some connections to the Wheaties people mm. and was getting some of that sweet, sweet Wheaties money. Anybody think about that? I never understood how Wheaties was a cereal. As someone who is a, I would dare say, a connoisseur of cereals, mm-hmm. breakfast cereals, mm-hmm. I've never really understood why Wheaties is still around. Like... Is it just because they tie into the whole athlete market and dum-dums are like, this has an athlete on it, I should eat this. Because it's the same fucking thing as like Total or just Bran Flakes. Yeah. Just a little bit tweaked. Yeah. I'll stick with a, I'll stick with a solid Bran Flake. I don't know about this Wheaties nonsense. Yeah. I mean, it does taste slightly different, but I don't know what the, eh. Bad. Is it better? Is it well, better? Frank Sinatra swears by it. But is it better? I should, I should try it. I'm going to go a week on normal Bran Flakes mm-hmm. and then a week on Total and then a week on Wheaties. Yeah. See what happens. I would stick with the brand. That's a perfect. That's a perfect marketing campaign. A week to Wheaties. A week See to how Wheaties. your life changes. See how your romantic life changes mm. with a week on Wheaties. Mm. Wheaties week. What you don't know though is you're only picking up like ladies of that time. So you're just, it's gonna be like old ladies. <laughs> a lot of grandmas looking at it's me like, like, oh, mm, look at this fella. Wheaties. Mm. <laughs> Hello there, son. You like money with house shoes? I see you like the Wheaties. Could you reach for me? I'm just so short. Ever since my arthritis started hitting up, I thank you. <laughs> week on Wheaties? No, thank you. <laughs> Pass. Wheaties week. Pass. Next thing you you know, you got an arthritic hand going down your pants. Whoa! Don't mind my rheumatism. <laughs> See, the past is a scary place, but a place where we learn things about the present time mm-hmm. and learn to avoid certain things yes. or changing the game. Be careful on that week. Be careful on that week. That's all I'm saying. Um, also be careful this week because there's a lot of crazy stuff. Be careful happening. every week. Cedric the Safety Sloth always says make adequate attempts at living a safe lifestyle. Safety first. Brad, if you're in Russia, you need to be super safe. 
We've written off Japan. Their, so their food... It's over. It's over. I, we've seen some things posted in the Facebook group about Ooh. giant hamburgers, anime... Poor Japan. Japan. Poor Japan. Like, they're just... Yeah. It's over. A new country to worry about. Mm-hmm. The new Japan is Russia. Oh, no. Or the former USSR. Um... They are having some bear bear issues. Oh, no. Or should I should I say the resident bears of um, the greater former USSR? They just can't catch a break. Boy, it has been. <laughs> I, I, this is news to me, but it is a tradition in Russia <laughs> to capture bears. Like a, a local bar will capture a bear for some reason or another, and then get it drunk for the entertainment of the of the bar folk. Okay, you haven't had vodka until you've drank it with a bear. Come to our bar. It's bear night at the bar. Are you sure this isn't just a, just a gay bar with like one Lyle, you ought to see Lyle drunk. He gets crazy. Yeah. A gay, okay, the bear. I, I can see how, like, an American, like, a young intern, like, reads these things from Russia right. and, like, yeah. wow, this is so neat. But really, they just go, a gay bar goes out and gets an Hello! Old, Hello! Uh, it is me! It is wonderful to be here! I'm going to get drunk and entertain everybody! And maybe meet some young boys! <laughs> See, to me, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Because who's gonna try to capture a bear? A bear? Those, the, they're land sharks. They're yeah. dangerous. Yeah. What kind of a bear is it? Does it say? What kind of bears are we worrying about? Just all bears? Grizzly bears? What kind of bears do they have in Russia? I don't know if grizzlies really roam the Russian what are kind they? of. Um, I don't know. I don't know I'm my Russian bear. bear. I'm sorry. Black I'm bear. sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know my Russian bears. I'll admit that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend that I know about the Russian bears. I know the Alaskan brown bear. I know the American grizzly. I don't know my Russian bears. That's a fault in me. What I worry about is like the bees mm-hmm. who are getting uh, becoming addicts because of the flowers. Right. Are the bears going to start becoming addicts mm. and seeking that alcohol? Mm. Like now, we uh, on it's common on campgrounds now. Hey, keep your keep your food in like airlock containers or right. like in your car so bears don't roll up and take your food. Right now, I got to worry about those bears like smelling the alcohol on your breath. Oh. And then trying to bum your alcohol up. Yeah. Everyone doesn't like the friend who's like, oh, you got beer? Like bumming stuff off right. of you. So then we're going to have bears running around expecting to get drunk with like college. Hey, hello, my college friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's wonderful. Bear. I'm here too. Come on, let's get a drink together. <laughs> it will be fun. We will get drunk. We will have vodka. Yes! <laughs> you gotta worry about bears now. They're coming for your food, and they're also coming for your alcohol. Ah! <laughs> bear, he's an alcoholic. Look at him. Look at the way he dresses. <laughs> he only has on his bow tie like a boulder hat, that, right? Like, that crumpled up pork pie hat? Come on. Homeless. He look... Like, did you, I mean, he looks like an alcoholic. Did you, see, did you see the Muppets? He's up in that sketchy bar? There's a reason. His life was destroyed by alcohol. It's not his fault. It's, a, it's affecting the bears. That's not the only thing in Russia affecting bears. Oh, no. And I, 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 I kind of laid the seeds for this. All right. Bears are actually addicts on jet fuel. And I can't remember um, exactly why there are just canisters of jet fuel <laughs> just in the wilderness of Russia. But it's it's a thing. It's a problem. I don't know if they fuel up and then, like, dump them off of their... It's sometimes... You've got the canisters of the jet fuel. Where the fuck do we put this jet fuel? We'll just leave. It's <laughs> <laughs> there's it's what what do you put it? There's they got all the space. Like 
Unlike in it's, other yeah. countries where they have to really worry about, like... There's vast spaces of Russia completely useless. <laughs> but we like, my bears. We like, we like to leave the fuel out there. It's like Easter egg hunt. <laughs> this way, if zombie apocalypse happens and your plane falls out of the sky, you need, oh, we need to fuel it up. What do we do? Oh, we found the fuel. There it is. <laughs> That's actually a pretty... Uh, okay. This is our plan. It may not be smartest plan, but it's what we do. <laughs> Especially since fuel evaporates pretty easily in the sunlight. <laughs> this is problem with plan. <laughs> but bears are finding these fuel canisters. <laughs> And sniffing around, because bears are curious, they have like a, a right. really sensitive nose. Mm -hmm. uh, they're trying to find alcohol and they can't, so they're like, well, what is this? They sniff it, and they're having, bears will get high, basically. Mm -hmm. They, uh, the oxygen will get cut off to their brain and they'll experience like, whoa! And, the, <laughs> and they've become addicted to this feeling. I think it was more like, ah! Ah! I'm at! I'm at! So... <laughs> This is when they realized, I guess this was a problem, when they realized bears were chasing helicopters and, and planes. Oh my god, hold on. Oh fuck it, that thing drops the fuel thing. I'm going to get so messed up tonight. <laughs> Come along, Vladimir. Dimitri, let's go. It's a straight up fucking party in the woods. I mean, guys, uh, this seems almost surreal, but it's uh, this is a real problem in Russia. Bears are finding these canisters and just getting high, and confused. then seeking, chasing that high. I'm still confused about why the canisters are. <laughs> it's shocks. Do, do they really? Did they drop them from the from the? Planes? They they may have been left over from I guess military things where they would land mm -hmm. and then refuel. Maybe someone would meet them and they would just leave it. Because surely you can't refuel in air. And I mean, you can do that on certain right. mechanisms, but it's not the same. Right. Unless Russia's is doing stuff totally different. But of course they have like tons of bunkers because they had to like protect, I mean, the right. USSR before it broke up, there was a lot of, I mean, there's a reason why it broke up and then mm. there's a lot of hostility around the borders. Sure, sure. So it, it would stand a reason that there would be, I, it's and not Vlad impossible. Vladimir Putin is fucking crazy. Yeah. So maybe he just like, yeah, first we will make sure we have, uh, we will have jet fuel uh, just in the woods, just around. We may need to <laughs> blow things off. Well, my question is, what else are there, uh, is out there for the bears um, to get a hold of? Mostly uh, my enemies, dissenters, <laughs> uh, uh, people that have spoken against me, uh, members of Pussy Riot. Um, <laughs> you know, things I things I need out in the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a problem. The bears are getting high and drunk in Russia. If you're a bear, maybe go to Russia. I mean, you're gonna have a good time. Mm -hmm. The Russia. <laughs> What's, and by that we mean what is that city we, Amsterdam? By, I think I think what we mean is Robin Williams um if you would please get in character of your character from Moscow on the Hudson and go to Russia. Yeah. I think that's what we mean. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, I think really that's the bears. state we're trying to get to. Maybe Robin Williams. Russia is friendly to bear. Bear friendly. Get, get into character and get the fuck out. Go to Russia into the wilderness. You'll never know what treasures you might find in the wilderness of Russia. Maybe, maybe plan a vacation. Maybe we should get to the bottom of this. Um, oh, also, pass. also just to go to uh, animal facts really quick. Mm -hmm. Because obviously those are animal facts. Right. Duh. But those don't need science pants. Now you're going to need to get your, get your bracers and get those okay. science pants stuck on. All right. Bees, they've discovered. Mm -hmm. 
are capable of very basic deductive reasoning. Okay. Twist part, almost every animal is capable of deductive reasoning. They kind of realized this during the study too, like, well, wait a minute, let's really think about it. But they did a study where bees, not only, I mean, I guess it's a form of logic, where they set up kind of fake flowers. And they also set up fake bees. Also, bees are very gullible creatures. Sure. They're Dumbest. easily... They're, so fucking stupid. Yeah, I mean, they're easily swayed by pretty things. Mm-hmm. Um, this, the whole infrared spectrum that we can't see, that the flowers are putting on a show for them. And they're easily... They're basically people. They're the way. Kelly Kapowski of the yeah, animal kingdom. They're typical Kelly Kapowskis. Mm-hmm. So they also follow just whatever they see. Right. So they did a study where they set up all these fake flowers, Mm -hmm. and they did like three different rounds of it. But basically, if a bee sees another bee on a flower, Mm -hmm. even if there's no sugar or pollen or nectar in that flower, they will go to those flowers immediately. Mm. They use it as a cue, like, bees are going to that flower. I want to be on that flower. I don't want to be left out. They're scared because they're hive-minded. They're scared to strike it out on their own. They're scared of individuality. So they see a bee there Mm -hmm. on a flower. Again, whether it has nectar or not, they're going to go to that. Mm. Now, so basically they're saying, that's a bee. That's a flower. Bee on flower, I should be there. That's my kind of flower. Those bees are like, I don't want to miss out on this flower. This bee's loving it. I want to get there too. Bees, come on. You gotta think for yourselves. You can't just follow the group. You can't have a hive mentality like that. Well, you are bees. Well, I mean, that's their nature. I mean, that's what you do. But, but, but maybe, just maybe, maybe you just gotta strike out. Maybe you gotta, maybe, we'll maybe, maybe you gotta be a bee entrepreneur. Find your own flowers. But notice that I said bees, whether the flowers had nectar in mm. them or not. Right. They don't even give a fuck. Yeah. As long as they see a bee there, they want to be there. It's a straight bee. up party. It's a, it's a bee party. Yeah. They're expecting a party. Now I'm sure they're disappointed. I gotta get to that. Club. Like, Everyone's going to that club. That's the best club. <laughs> club Rose. Be, Fucking love that. B, there's other great clubs out Dude, there. Dude, what about Club Daffodil? It's maybe, right there. Or maybe you try that one out. Maybe maybe it's like, maybe maybe that one suits you better. You gotta find your own home. You can't just go to where everybody's going. That's like gonna get you nowhere. How are you gonna get noticed when you're just another B on the same flower? What about your future, B? Think about it. Now, if all the other Bs jumped off a bridge, would you jump to B? They probably would. Probably would. I mean... Oh. That's guys, dumb bees. We need we need to help them, Brad. We really just need to get them. God. Hey, bees, you're an individual. I know you're a part of a. Collection. Can I can I just say this? It may not be popular. It may not be politically correct. But if I should ever have a child, I hope for fuck's sake it isn't a bee. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That may be controversial, but I just hope it's not. Hmm. I don't know if I love it the same. If it was a bee, I'd rather it be a human. See, I I might take more care of a bee child. Not me. I'd just give it up. I don't even care. <laughs> Sorry, B. If my wife, if they did the sonogram, like, oh, well, we're pretty sure it's a B. I would be like, oh, let's get an well, abortion. Let's should, get an abortion. You should also be weary that it might not be your child. If there's a B Barbie, she would never cheat on me. What we have is pure. Don't it's even Sometimes I shoot humans. What the and fuck? Sometimes you, I shoot bees. What the fuck are you talking about? I got. I got I'm one of do those, you know something I don't know? I'm one of those people that has three what, different people's what, genetics. What has Cheryl been doing? <laughs> I was out of town for one week. What has that whore been doing? I mean, I. Fuck. <laughs> the first sign. No, I don't care. It's over. <laughs> Podcast over. Gotta talk to Cheryl. Brad's um, significant other Cheryl works as a florist, and we haven't wanted to talk about this for a while. Or some of us who are friends were a little antsy, like when the sonograms came back and they didn't look like a, it didn't look human. I mean, whatever, you know, we'll get through this, friend. Oh, gosh, but, if she keeps that beach out, it's over. It's over. <laughs> but 
to get back to the, the science really quick. God, she wanted to name. She said she was thinking about Buzz as the name. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> um, poor bees. My my heart poor goes me. out to them. Poor uh, yes, and also poor Brad. I, we're here for you, supporting your Fuck relationships. Fuck those Kelly Kabowski easily <laughs> swayed bees. Well, when they're by themselves, or when there isn't a bee on flowers, the bees don't care. Mm -hmm. Like they will seek out where there's nectar. They will go. They will explore different flowers. It's just, the second you get another bee around. Mm -hmm. mm, but isn't that kind of like how people work too? I mean, we're very social animals. Not to the point of like bees, like we don't live in colonies. Yeah. Well, Sometimes like somebody's out of uh, town for a week and then a human like goes and like, oh, look at this bee. I just met this bee. I'm gonna hang out with this bee at this bar. Fuck. <sighs> this bar or flower or whatever we're what? calling it. I don't even know anymore. It's the metaphor, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just worried about the bees again between um, uh, the hive syndromes where they're all dying out, mm -hmm. between them being very sociable, like very impressionable mm -hmm. on other bees, mm -hmm. between um, stealing people's wives, being addicted, um, being forced mm -hmm. um, to do things maybe they don't. I, yeah. we're, we're rubbing off on other animals in the wrong ways. Bears are addicts, bees are addicts, dolphins are... We need to just take a second and be mm. like, well, what are we really projecting out to the rest of the world? Because mm. we're not alone. We're not alone. There's other creatures who are starting to mimic us. And the bees are my favorite insects. I'll just say that. I love... I like bees and ants. We've talked about them on the show exclusively. And I understand their plight. I understand their tr struggles. I haven't evolved to that point yet. It's fine. I haven't evolved to the point where I can accept the bees. Well, but that's because they affected you personally. Well, yes. It's just maybe put yourself in the shoes of those bees. Think about their life, their hard struggle in this Ugh. crazy world. Mm. All that pressure we're putting on them. Mm. Mm. I'm just saying. I don't think it's an excuse. But I think they should respect fidelity. <laughs> Something else that was in this article that was interesting, maybe more, slightly more interesting, even though it didn't help us uncover a whole thing about the bees just now, um, two other animal facts that are neat. Um, we all know that chimps can use tools, duh. And chimps watch humans and then like, okay, chimp see, chimp do, and they'll they'll mimic humans stuff. More on that later, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, but in the 1920s, great tits, which is a type of bird in England, they learned by watching humans to break the foil caps off of milk bottles and then drink the milk. Whoa. This is the same country where birds would watch, like, traffic and then drop nuts and have cars roll over them to crack the nuts. They would watch from their little bird's nest are up in the trees, humans get their milk, rip the foil off. I'm assuming through windows at that point, which is kind of terrifying to think Always of watching. Always birds. watching. Always up in the sky watching. Mm. Like, what's in those bottles? What are those humans, that white stuff in the bottle? Mm. I'm gonna get at that. But to think a bird would watch humans and figure out how to open milk and then drink the milk, just like, oh, this is cream, love this shit, is awesome, but terrifying. Ah. Yeah. Well, you're just not aware of how much we affect the animal kingdom. True. They're True. watching us. But I do I do respect the birds. They're they're only taking some of the best traits from us. Curiosity, if not to detrimental effects to frogs in Europe. They're becoming doctors. They're getting educated. Definitely. And they're learning to open up milk and, you know, get that, I guess, more vitamin D. Who knows? True. Birds gotta have vitamin D. I've always said that. Yeah. So I, I don't know where this is heading, man, but we'll, we'll stay on top of it. We will stay on top of it. You know what else we're going to stay on top of? Think it's time to break up those brackets? Yup. I was just about to do that, friend. Guys, we are in the middle of March Madness. Well, at the tail end of March Madness, oh. actually. Today, um, they are doing the final four. Oh, okay. So, uh, last episode, of course, we busted out the sports facts. I'm glad we're bringing that to the show now. Yeah, oh, because well. Because Brad loves it so much. I've been chomping at it, but I'm like, Alex, I know you got a lot of stuff to talk about. Science facts, animal facts. But I want to talk about sports because you know it's it's my first love. It's your f yeah exactly it's my first.
first love? Because I know all the sports facts. Let's take that knowledge, mm-hmm. that intuition you have of yes. the sport mm-hmm. and sports, and apply it to basketball, which is the March Madness, college right. basketball, the NCAA. Yep. So, New final four, Brad. Let's hear your speculations on who oh, will win. All right. Two games today. We have the West and Midwest. Uh, fighting it out, and then the South and East fighting it out, mm. and then uh, in two days from now, they're going to go head-to-head. Wow. So who do you think is going to enter in that championship game, Brad? First of all, can I point out the fact North didn't even make it? North? No. Fuck the North. No, like, it completely forgotten about. I think that says a lot. I think that says a lot to that begin with. say a lot. Off the top. Um, maybe not. I don't know if the North has that many great mascots, so maybe that's one of the reasons, but whatever. Um, so, okay, first game, Brad. The Louisville Cardinals mm-hmm. versus um, the Wichita State Shockers. Oh. Those wheat guys are bad. Oh, bird versus wheat. <laughs> bird versus wheat. Well, I think we learned last time. <laughs> you gotta you gotta you gotta trust your staples. <laughs> well, how does that birds versus wheat? I know, I know, I know. Birds will pick apart a field in a second. Exactly. They're gonna get out there and the birds are gonna be like, what is, what game is this? That's true. But if you eat too much wheat. Well, I think I think what you're not thinking about is if it's bird versus wheat, what are the birds eating? Mm. They're not getting their staples, and when that wheat comes up against them, it's like ah, oh, I need you. But guess what? They're not getting them. You know why? And that's why the Shockers win. Oh, so you're going Shockers win? Going Shockers. It's okay. gonna be shocking. <laughs> Those birds aren't gonna have an idea because I mean they know the wheat knows about birds. It's fully aware of birds. Birds are always hanging around wheat. So obviously they're aware of the problem. Unlike unlike that blue devil who had no oh, idea. They, they didn't even see it coming. I mean, he's like down there not even expecting a bird to come in. I mean, I think uh, wheat knows the classic mechanism of defense, especially against the birds. And by defense, I, of course, I mean demanding excellence from everyone, no selfish ex- exceptions, which is the definition of defense when you're going up against someone in a sports field. Demanding excellence win. from everyone, no selfish exceptions. Um, what do you mean selfish exceptions from excellence? How, wait, demanding excellence. So you're demanding everyone be excellent. You demand everyone be at their best, and there's no selfish exceptions. Nope. What, so one person's gonna be like, no, I'm gonna hold back a little bit for me. I mean, <laughs> what are you talking a, about? That's a common thing. Like, we all know birds are selfish mm-hmm. in the fact that they will leer at you from a tree and learn how to steal mm-hmm. your milk, and sure. it's all about them. I've seen right. birds, pigeons especially in the city, fight over a little bit of bread. Oh. Fuck, have you ever tried to feed ducks? Oh. Geese and ducks do not get along together. Listen. Birds are selfish creatures. Well, not to unlike humans, but wheat understands it's a collective thing. Yeah. I think they actually understand what it takes to win, what they, and they can bring that very essence of the word defense, mm-hmm. whether, whether or not it's relevant, um, to the game, and I think you're right. I think the Shockers may yeah. take this. Shockers got it. Shockers have got it. I mean, never just, I mean, I know we're talking about cardinals and not crows, but what do you True. call, what do you call a group of crows? A murder. <laughs> That shows you how little they yeah. can work together. I mean, birds are guilty by uh, association in this yeah. case, or I guess affiliation in the fact that there are also other birds. Right. So, but wheat, wheat, staple, I mean, like you said, it's a staple. It, you know, you don't think of wheat. You think of them as a collective. You don't think of them as individuals, unlike birds, which are only out for themselves. I yeah. There's selfish exceptions when it comes to birds. I would love to see. So their defense is clearly weak. I would love to see how many alley-oops, which we know is a classic kind of like an assist. Yeah, old-fashioned alley-oops. Where you go up for a shot. Mm-hmm. I, I'm saying this for people who may not be aware of no, I know okay. Brad knows I know. all about alley-oops. All and you about actually them. told me about them, which I didn't know yeah, about. I told you all about But it. an alley-oop is basically where you go up for a shot, mm-hmm. and you. but instead of trying to actually make it, it's actually a, a mid-air pass to someone who jumps up, grabs it, and dunks it yeah. in. It's an assist. Right. I would love to see the uh, spread of alley-oops versus the Cardinals. Oh. 
are Louisville and the Shockers. I bet the Shockers take it. No, oh, definitely. And it's that teamwork, that up close yeah. personal teamwork that I think would, would help them carry Absolutely. it. Absolutely, of course, yeah. So Shockers, you think, are definitely going to get into the final. Definitely. Do not underestimate your staples, guys. How many times? Has, I mean, I, I egg on my face last time. Hey, man, it happens. But I, like, I've learned my lesson. All right, well, let me let me ask you what you think of the next bracket. The okay. South versus East. The Southern Michigan... Now, I don't know why Michigan is in the South Conference, but whatever. Um, the Michigan Wolverines... South Michigan. South Michigan. You just have to be in the South of a state. There are no good schools north, of the, right. north parts of states. See, that's how it breaks it down. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize yeah. that. Of course, Midwest makes sense with Louisville. It's yeah. kind of centrally located yeah. in t- Kentucky. Yeah. Okay, so Michigan, the Southern Michigan Wolverines... Versus the East uh, Syracuse Orange. Hmm. Hmm. Who's going to win in that one? Who's going to make it to the finals? Who's going to face the Shockers? Who's going to get a chance to crack it at the Staples and really see what's going to happen? Brad? Well, you know, I was, I was very strong on Wolverines last time. Yeah. Because I mean, they're a fierce animal. Yeah, and they will they will try they will try and gator into the water. We talked about that. But you know what may just stop them? Hmm. Citrus in the eye. Oh. Ah, ha. A classic. A Wolverine cannot peel an orange. Citric acid. If they do it, they're going to get it squirted in their eye. Yeah. And you know, the only thing you can stop a Wolverine is blind it. That's the only thing that's going to stop a Wolverine. So so the orange are going to destruct the Wolverine's vision of winning the game, Mm -hmm. or their game plan, on the court, and thus secure a victory. Now, do you think they're going to win by a lot? Alex, you're, over, you're overthinking it already. You're well, overthinking I'm just it. curious. You're overthinking it, all right? Stop being a fucking idiot and stop <laughs> overthinking it. Okay, my bad. Listen. I mean, I'm, I'm not versed in sports. You're not. You're not. And it's fucking making me sick. So, here's the thing. Wolverine, it's got a snout, all right? It's got a snout. You can't, you right. can't, it can't peel an orange. It's going to have to tear into it. Not only is it blinded from, from the citrus in the eye, the no, it's in the nose. It, it, citrus in your nose? Yeah. Oh, oh. It's going to be hard. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't run an offense like this. No. It's going to, and it's also going to be hard to box out other players when you're blind. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to be able to see where they are. And I think again. Also, the, the, the senses, you're, you're not thinking, oh, the Wolverine is strong, not only in its fierceness, it's its senses. You, you, you can throw in citrus in the mix you're you're blinding i can't smell i can't see i can't do anything it's the citrus mm. people don't think about it i i don't think people understand the importance of sport because sport is something it's 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 a proxy battle of wills mm. it's the human struggle and and yes yes we're talking about a wolverine and an orange but it's a human story. It, I mean, it's is a there human any, story. Is there anything more human? You could, you could, you could um, go with me on this. Equate it to almost theater in the fact Shut that. Shut up! <laughs> but it is like Shut a story. Shut the fuck up! You don't know what you're talking about. Listen. But is the human condition acted out on a stage? You are. We have characters, <sighs> the Wolverines and the Orange. Listen, it's cute. I like that you're trying to throw in your two cents, but you don't know what you're fucking talking about. I Alex, I, I don't know sports. I'll be honest. The thing honest, is, I don't it's, know it's a human story. It's a proxy of the human condition, and it plays out on the field in a way that it's, it's just. It may be it's, beyond me. It may be beyond me and my knowledge of sports. Shut up. It's 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 more than any of us really can ever fully grasp. It's more than you. It's more than me. It's bigger than that. So, and I I, I appreciate you know your your pedestrian ideas on this, but you're not seeing the big picture. Uh, clearly, citrus is going to destroy a wolverine. Oh yeah, I, I'm sure the the orange are going to get a lot of bunny shots off on the wolverines because they just can't see them. 
yeah. bunny shot for those who don't know again again brad's been really educating me on sports facts um and i'm really sorry that i just can't hang with you yet as far as like that goes but <sighs> most people can't a bunny shot typically in basketball is when um someone gets a shot off that's completely unguarded and when you're blind, a Wolverine, I would imagine, wouldn't be able to do that. No, absolutely not. Tough boxing. They're going to have tough boxing people out. They're mm-hmm. a tough time doing that. And they're going to, they're really going to have to defend those bunny shots. Oh. I'm, I'm with you. I, I yeah. agree. The oranges are going to take it. Yeah. So you think that wheat is going to be versing orange in the final championship game. Yes. And how interesting is that going to be? That's going to be weird. Ooh. So Brad, Brad's pick is... Uh, the Wichita State Shockers. Mm-hmm. East. This is a classic West versus East because there we're going against the East Syracuse Oranges. Yeah. It's a, it's a regular West Side story. It's going to be a West Side story. I like that. All right. Cool. Thank you for bringing that sports knowledge to us, Brad. I, I appreciate it. So, Brad, um, at my new job, we have a lot of happy hours that are sponsored by my, um, my new company. And going to these is endlessly fascinating. I talked to a gentleman about um, the wonders that is Las Vegas and his adventures there. But I also talked to a very adorable, cute couple um, and just about their lives. So a guy I work with, his wife um, uh, is an educational consultant. She travels the country and I guess consults people on education stuff. At the, I mean, obviously in a base minimum, that's what the definition for that would be. But she got her um, experience as, I guess, a teacher, like I guess student teaching in OTR, which is a place in Cincinnati called Over the Rhine. It's being, currently it's being gentrified, and a lot of the core of it, or the heart of it, is very, I guess, gentrified. The outskirts are still really rough and um, sadly suffer from, I guess, a class, a huge class difference in monetary thing. So she taught special education um, at one of these schools in OTR, and came across a very horrifying situation <laughs> that she turned into a uh, an, an apples to orange situation where she tried, she turned a negative into something that was at least mildly positive, even though it is one of the scariest, grossest things I've ever heard, especially in the last week. I I was so taken aback by what she said that it was it was like fuck fuck fuck. What are you talking about? There was a bed bug problem in her school oh. to the point where you would see fully adult bed bugs crawling off the students and falling when they were in class. So her first day, she noticed this and was like, what the fuck? So, and the burn kids- Burn everything, burn yeah, it all down, burn it, burn it, They burn need to it. burn the school down. Burn, burn everything. Burn the school down. Everyone take off all of your clothes, burn everything. She was- Run. First, she was terrified. Yes. Um, I can just imagine these kids who live with this were like, what's wrong, Miss So-and-so? What's what you gotta get that weird face on? Because these bed bugs are crawling off of you. Mm-hmm. Off of you. Yeah. They're not supposed to live on humans, by the way. They, yeah. they nest in their little areas and come out. Um, again, one of the creepiest, scariest things that may be plaguing the modern world, especially Cincinnati, because that's mm-hmm. a thing that we know is something, especially in big cities. That yeah. We, people get together, bed bugs are there. Ugh. So she turned it into a counting game, because these are special education students. And they're young, so she's like, all right, well, you know what? These bugs that are falling off, let's count them. <gasps> they counted up to 12, which is scary enough, but she said that they would go home and count the bed bugs. They'd be like, I'm going to go home and count all the bed bugs. She's like, well, maybe don't do that. And she had to, like, basically every time that she left school, she would go to a place that was, I guess, all concrete and away from her home and, like, disrobe and, yeah, like, burn. have to, like, 
really sterilize her clothes and take a shower oh. just so she didn't. She never caught bed bugs, thankfully. Mm. Against all odds, she oh. never caught them. But I guess when they're adults falling off your student, yeah. Oh. My arms are, my whole body is itching oh, right now. God. I hope I didn't disturb anyone so much. Gosh. But it's a problem. Be on the lookout for Guys, that. just pause the podcast. Let's all go take a shower, put on fresh new clothes, check them all very carefully before putting them on, and forget. <laughs> just forget that stuff happens. Just forget. Just Maybe forget. there are certain things we should just let's, forget about. Let's, let's play Russian bears and I'll have a drink. <laughs> I would love it's that. It's good to forget. See, I would love if that's really... If, if, if we can get people doing a Russian... Where they could like, hey, like college students are like, we're going to be like Russian bears this week. Guys. Hey, it's Russian bear night where we just drink vodka. Guys, I did terrible on my midterms. We got a Russian bear tonight. <laughs> <laughs> gotta forget. Hey, sometimes it's good to forget. It's good to forget. Oh, I count... Oh, let's count all the terrifying monsters that are on Don. <laughs> I count up to twelve. Ah! Every time there's a count, it would be insane. Burn it all, burn it all. And these are special education students. I mean, they can't be. Depending, I guess, on your condition, they may not be aware of their surroundings so much. Or how many did they miss? Oh. For every one bed bug you see fall off of your special ed student, there was twenty that were still like tucked in their clothing somewhere. Ah! It's horrible. I, oh. It's it's gross. I feel really bad for those kids. I feel bad. Maybe we should just burn OTR. I feel let's bad for everyone that's listening. It. Yeah. <laughs> let's burn. Let's guys. Let's just burn it all down. Let's start over. Let's just burn some, it down. Some men just want to watch the world burn, and yeah. maybe that's not a bad thing. And some men just want to fly in the sky with their sky palaces and the yes. bartendros and save everything. Guys, it'll be safe up there. We can guarantee no bed bugs we can in high atmosphere. You. We can promise you. living. It's not going to be. We'll refuel in the air and drop and then drop the fuel containers down for the bears. Yeah, we're helping them out. Yeah, they want to forget. Forget, and we're going to forget what it's like on the ground with the bugs. <laughs> Get it out the old world. Guys, just just kickstart us that those funds. Yeah, we really just got we we at this point I think it's super needed. I mean, all joking aside, I Yeah. Help fund our Kickstarter and Please. help us help us save the world. Help us. Help us escape the world. <laughs> you can come with us if you yeah. pledge enough. Depending on the tier that you reach. Right. It's you gotta be at the right tier. Tears are important. God <laughs> tears tears are so important. A distinction is important. God, that's I but yeah, I heard that and thought this is sobering, gross, and yeah. horrible, horrible. Yeah, that's the worst thing. My heart goes out to those kids. That's the worst thing. Oh fuck. Well, friends, it's that special time of the week again when we talk about our pal, Mr. Belvedere. Streets on the China never mattered before. Who cares? Guys, um, uh, we compete. It's a friendly competition. Indeed. We try to summarize an episode in as close to a minute as possible. Yes. Oddly enough, we've not been that great at it over the last couple of weeks. Some of us have been worse. I'm pointing at myself here. I realize that. I'm trying to bring up my A game. I know it's a team effort. Hey, hey. It's a, it's a, it's a harsh game. It's a harsh game, but Brad, you have as close to a minute as you can to summarize this episode of Mr. Belvedere, which is called, um, Marsha's the Worst? It's called Baby. Oh, my bad. Baby. Yeah. Um, are you ready, friend? I am ready-ish. <laughs> as ready as you can be, I yeah. guess. Yeah. All right, on go. Three, two, one, go! All right, guys, Marsha is the fucking worst. She's being a huge bitch and nobody knows why. Then they get a call from the doctor. She's already left. Wait, isn't that the doctor that delivered all the kids? Oh, fuck, Marsha's pregnant? No! She's she's hugely pissed off about it. She's like, oh, I don't want to be pregnant. This would be terrible. It would ruin my life. Like when Wesley came along and ruined my life, Wesley overhears this. He's upset. He decides to run away from home. Uh, by the way, uh, Mr. Belvedere is getting the OBE 
He's going to go to England. He's going to take one of the kids and only one of the kids. Why is he taking anybody? I don't know. He has an essay contest. 50 words or less? What? Um, turns out it's Kevin because he's honest. The other two are sucking up. Wesley's run away. He goes to like a bus depot. It's crazy. He gets a job with, as, at, a, at the... At the, as I was a waiter at this little diner that's connected to it. It's super weird. There's a creepy hobo there. No real follow-through on that. Um, luckily, Marsha's not having a baby. She apologized but said, yeah, Wesley, you did ruin my life, but I'm over it because you're a cool kid. That's Belvedere. 59 seconds. <sighs> that's really... <sighs> that's one second to spare, friend. Ooh. That was well done. Well done. Thank you. Heroes, <laughs> I'm a champion. Yes. Yes! You'll never beat that time! But I will see. I, I, the odds are I won't, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, Marsha! Oof! Yes. First, go first, ahead. First, first, we, get, we, got, we gotta get out of the way, because I know it's old hat at this point. But in this episode, I think we, I think we solved the mystery of Marsha's hair. Yeah. She's got a mullet on top of her hair. It's almost like, maybe in the 80s, at the tail end, it mm. was popular to have, like, maybe... Where hair extensions are popular now, mm -hmm. where you're like, you'll get your hair longer. Um, then it was popular to put, like, a fake, maybe, she's, mullet on she's, top of your normal hair. She's got MacGyver's hair on top of her hair. Yeah. I mean, think about that. It's layered like that. Yeah. Like, it's like, I have a layered mullet on top of my normal long hair. Yeah. It's unsettling. It's weird. None of us like it. No. I mean, at some points when it's flatter and it's not teased up, it looks like a normal haircut with an odd... It just looks like, well, someone messed yeah. up your layers, honey. What's going on? Maybe go back to the salon. But when it is in its prime, like <sighs> fully hairsprayed, like right off of... Uh, or right out of, I guess, hair and makeup when she's on the set, it is... <laughs> but it is literally four inches off her head. It yeah. looks like a high top. Yeah. And it's like, and it comes down long in the back, and it's on top of other hair. It, it, it is clearly hair on top of hair. She has a hairdo on top of her hairdo. Which is really overcompensating, because the whole, um, was, is it even an idiom? Like, the whole thing, like, business in the front, party in the back. It's like, business up front with my weirdo bangs, teased up hair, and then, like, double party. Yeah. Like a waterfall cascade of party. Yeah. Because I have... Long hair and then longer hair? This party's overcrowded. This You're, is like a bee party. Yeah. Like everyone's there and they don't need to all be there. Go to another flower. A double a double staged mullet is weird. P.S. Cheryl, it's over, you whore. Marsha is a little upset. Like, she is visibly a little... She's off. Well, not off. She's just being mm. the bitch that she normally is. Um, she's being a super bitch. Really? Like, the actress is hitting it hard. Like, yeah. But all of this is amongst the excitement of from the children, because Belvedere is getting a, a really distinguished, honorable award mm -hmm. from the Queen of England herself. Yep. And he has offered the children, for some weird, bizarre reason, Who knows? a seat on the plane to go over and be there when he gets this award. So... Free trip across the pond, kids, who wants to go? Which I have to wonder about, because Belvedere knows how competitive these kids are and how weird they are. Right. Like, why did he do this? Was it to distract them so that when it was on his way as a, as a failsafe to where he, they wouldn't cause their own fucking problems so that he wouldn't have to deal with that while packing? That way everything focused on him leaving so these kids are like, who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? I, I should go to England. So they're so focused mm. on that, they don't have time to fuck anything else up. True. That Belvedere would have to triage. That's true. 
So in a way, I think it's genius that maybe he did that. But then he has to worry about one of the kids. Right. And if it's Wesley T on that plane, <sighs> I mean... It's not going to go well. It's not. I mean, easily, obviously take a Heather or a Kevin. Yeah. I usually take a Heather. Always take a Heather. I take Heather. Like, Heather's, like, sensible. Like, Ke- Kevin's, like, he's, like, way too much of a teenage boy. He's, like, he's look he's looking to... To get into to all kinds of wacky antics, I feel like Heather is gonna, she's gonna have teenage adventures, but it's gonna be understated and it's gonna oh, be definitely. It's, it's gonna be all right. She'll like, probably make eyes with a prince or like a duke's yeah. son or whatever, and maybe dance with him. Turns sure. out he's gay. Yeah, and then she's gotta go with that again. It's gonna be fine. I'm it's not fine. worried about Heather. Like no. Wesley T is going to get himself arrested. Uh, Kevin is going to get someone pregnant or murdered. <laughs> like it's just it's a fact. Yeah. He may even rape someone. I mean, it's po- he could he already I could mean, rape someone. It's not like that isn't already in the canon yeah. of Belvedere. That could happen, right? Even though, but it's all because he's confused and doesn't understand right. what's happening. Worst gonna happen. Heather is gonna cry a little bit. Yeah, she's gonna get her heart broken and cry a little bit. It's just it's a safe bet. Take Heather. Yeah, as the most wanted child to begin with. Right. Get into that more in a minute. Mm. Um, she's the safe bet. But there's a competition for that. Well, because we, we when we started the episode, we see Wesley T is making him his favorite breakfast. He's gonna make him waffles and orange juice. Cool. So they have the waffle maker ready? Or? No, no, no. Um, waffle maker's broken. So he made a oh. pancake, and he's got George's golf shoe, and he's he's gonna he's gonna use that to make the holes in the waffle. And we see George's gross shoe with mud and grass. Brad almost had a panic attack. <gasps> Brad freaked out. <gasps> um, and then he says about the orange juice. He's like, "Oh, don't worry. I, I picked out I picked out the seeds with my own hands." And you see him like wipe his nose <clears throat> with his hand, and it's like, "What? Why?" terrible. It's like Belvedere burned that breakfast. Like, get rid of it. Take it to OTR and burn the fucker down. Take it to the fire that is not OTR and just burn it. Oh. Get out of the pit. I'm sure the pit has its own. We'll make a new pit. <laughs> we'll call it We'll call it OTR Bed Bug Alley. It's a new pit. Burn it all down. I love the concept of new pit. <laughs> Welcome to new pit. Welcome to new pit. The largest Ohio. pyre in the West. <laughs> um, their home team is a little <laughs> But... I have to give Wesley T props because this seems totally out of character because Wesley mm. T is a little genius. Why would he purposefully, first off, make pancakes and then use a shoe with mud and grass on it? I mean, Wesley T's smarter than this. Mm-hmm. I think it was a cloaked-out deception of him being like, I'll do something that's both helpful to mm-hmm. Belvedere because he doesn't need, he'll make breakfast anyway, but something that's also cutely endearing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you didn't have a waffle maker, so you found your own little problem. Wesley T, while this might work on other adults, and I'm sure it works all the time at school, mm-hmm. how else did they get that teacher naked? Yeah. Um, Probably told her there was bed bugs all over her clothes and she ripped them off. We like to play a game. <sighs> it's called, <laughs> how many bed bugs fall off you? Oh, shit. <gasps> That's right. Take it off. A little slower. I mean, they, you might lose them if you take it off too fast. See, Wesley T knows that. Yeah. So while that shit might fly with norms who don't understand what's going on right. with his genius, he should know that Belvedere would be suspect of this. So I don't know if it's an over thing. Like, I'm going to go ahead and do this anyway. It won't work on Belvedere, but it, maybe it will work on him because he'll see how much I really want this. Ooh. So it's kind of like a, he'll, he'll get the metal part how of it. How many layers deep is yeah. he working? What kind of inception is he pulling? And when you work with layers that deep, it is a straight-up gamble. But you have to play that with a genius like Wesley T. and Belvedere. Like a game of chess with that kid. All Kevin and Heather do, they come in and say good morning, my liege, or something. And they like curtsy and bow. Autumn Kevin curtsies, but whatever. Soup's weird. Um, But is it here that he... I mean, it doesn't matter. At here, he says, look, do a writing contest. Write me... Each of you write me an essay, 50 words or less... (laughs) 50 words or less. Me and Brad look at each other like, what? what? Uh, 50. You, you mean, mean a tweet? Yeah. <laughs> Can we tweet up at me? Compose a Twitter post. 
I want you to tweet at me why you should go to England. Give me a tweet. Belvedere's, uh... <laughs> at, Mr. at Mr. Belvedere, then write why you should go to England. Hashtag Mr. Belvedere's amazing English trip. I'll do, do all that in 140 characters. Yeah. Kevin asked the question, like, how many times can we enter? Like, can we enter multiple essays? Which is a probably, at that kind of restriction, it's not a bad mm. thing. But Belvedere's like, fuck that, no. No. Go to it, kids. Leave me alone. Also, don't get into trouble. Don't fuck this up for me. Exactly. Why all this is happening, because that's like, the, I guess, the secondary story. Right, right, right. Um, Marsha, being a straight up bitch, no one Ooh. knows why. We're constantly, me, Brad, and I are like, starting to almost ask the show questions because we really want things to happen now. <laughs> yeah. Not really logically like we normally do, but right. maybe more like... Like, I thought, oh, she's going through menopause. This is going to be the menopause <laughs> episode. It's called Baby. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Brad's like, oh, I don't know. Like, we don't, eh. So we're throwing out random things like this has, this has to be happening. Right. And fuck George. Just fuck George. At one point at the beginning, Marsha says, have you seen my... Um, my legal briefs? My legal briefs. And then George takes his opportunity to make one of his stupid jokes. It's like, I've seen your pink ones. Wink. And she's like, fuck off. I've seen your... I, well, I, I can see your pink ones right now. Are those new Lululemon pants? The president of Lululemon was fired, by the way. <laughs> Let go because of that fiasco. Scandal. And Marsha's like, George, you fucking old perv. It's getting old. And oh, no, I mean my actual legal briefs. Why the fuck is there a candy bar melted to my legal briefs? Mm. She charges into the kitchen, asks this question, because she finally finds them. She points to Wesley T, obviously. Right. Belvedere's like, ooh, wait a minute. That's, I was wondering where my candy bar was. How do you lose a, how do you lose a candy bar? But how does Belvedere lose a candy bar? True. And like, this is one that has like a few bites out of it. Yeah, it's like, why are you lying, laying, like, first of all, he's laying his candy bar on some random papers. He doesn't know what it is. Oh. What if that's the, what if that's the, the letter from Wesley T's school? Hey, we got mad bed bugs. <laughs> And you just like laid your chalk, you laid your candy down on bug, bed bug paper, like, Ugh. like you don't. They're crawling out of your candy and into your gums. Uh, like you don't fucking do it, don't fucking do it. Don't lay, don't lay things you're eating. Like, and also, oh, by the way, all this whole scene, Belvedere's got like the the terrifying um, golf shoe pancake and the orange juice in front of him, and he keeps like cutting, and he's like he's so like he's so close to eating. Like the whole time, I'm just yelling through, put that fork down, <laughs> stop it. That food has been contaminated by floor particles. And they just keep, Stop. like, it's just going, it's just like, he's just his action going on in the scene. He's, he's, like, getting ready to eat. Like, he's gonna eat this food. He's so gonna eat this food. Luckily, theme song plays before. We see that nightmare and I die. <laughs> but, but, like, it was, for me, it was high drama. But but you're saved a life today. Oh. By its amazing theme music. Oh, that shows, ooh, what was he doing? What and, was he doing? In my mind, um, he was caught snacking at night. Because Belvedere is, you know, is a classic snacker. We know mm. this. So someone he's gonna start wearing about that beach body. Oh yeah. Oh dude, yeah. Um, Can't help it. He's a snacker. I mean, when you go over to the UK, you gotta get ready for that beach body. He's gotta get that. He's, gotta get, he's gotta get his OBE Thames body. He's gotta get his OBE body and check <laughs> for the queen. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think happened: a late night snacking session. Mm-hmm. Um, he was again because these kids, these people stay up all night randomly. Right. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how they get sleep. Someone interrupted him, and he was like, Ugh! and hit it quickly in any papers that he had. Mm. And then he wasn't able to get it back because he had to deal with a problem that someone had. Oh. And then he left it there on accident. And that's why it's there. Bigger question. Hey, bitch, why are you leaving legal briefs just laying around? If it's that important to you, why aren't you controlling that? Yeah. That's when we realize that she's messy and maybe there's more reasons why Bella did like, it. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, you get all... It, it, it's a legal brief. It's, it's important. 
Like, you, why don't you put that with you, like your your papers and your bag, whatever you put your school implements in? Like, why are you just leaning around when you got all these fucking gross kids running around? You got Wesley D's got all kinds of animals coming in and out of the place. You, I mean, you got you got Heather like like painting her nails on the kitchen table. Like, you are gross people. You can't just leave important shit lying around. Which also makes you think. Because we all know that Marsh is fucking goulet on the mm-hmm. side. Defo. If if the law thing is just a total ruse, mm-hmm. and this is another thing at that, like, right. which also may play into the actual theme of part of this episode, is why she's oh. so worried about why she needs to go to the doctor. Mm. But I will say this really quick. Marsha comes in. She's bitching. Um, she takes a shot at... Um, Wesley T again, which first candy bar wasn't his fault, and then she's like, Wesley T, I've told you a hundred fucking times, don't just throw your jacket up on the jacket thing. First off, at least he's putting his jackets up there. I mean, the theme song says I mean, it didn't used to matter, now it does, yeah. so he's he's at least doing that. Um, but she bitches at him, and everyone, as she leaves, she leaves, and everyone in the kitchen, well, even George, before she comes in the kitchen, rolls in, is like, mom alert, mom alert, a lawyer, lawyer entering the courtroom. Um... <laughs> Everyone rise for the judge. So he makes one of his jokes, and everyone's like, oh, fuck, mom's bitching again. Oh. So when she leaves, George immediately is like, fuck that bitch, man. She's really at it. And Wesley T. says, yeah, she even got specifically on me, and I'm her favorite. I'm going to go ahead and applaud the writers for putting that foreshadowing in. Yeah. Because fuck yes. Yeah. So they're all worried. They're like, well, she has a meeting with a doctor. Oh, you mean the doctor that, you know... Well, the, the doctor calls. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's a reminder of her appointment. And they're like, well, why, why, why would she be going to see that doctor? Who's that? Oh, you should know him. He's the one that delivered all of you. Oh, well, why would she see a baby doctor? <laughs> <laughs> More babies? Oh, no, babies! Shit. No. So George is worried about himself, obviously. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> We, we get an There's awesome little scene. moment with yeah. him in Belvedere. He's like, listen, uh, I'm just worried because, you know, uh, I'm not getting any younger, Obs. You know, I'm worried, you know, I'm going to be feeding him baby food. And, and by the time he's 18, he'll be feeding me baby food. Which is already a problem with Wesley T, George. Yeah, Don't seriously. pretend that you're in your 50s or 60s. Yeah. You are old, dog. Yeah, really. By the time that kid's like eight, he's going to be like... Like, making sure that, like, you know where you are. Yeah, well, or, or he'll be visiting your tombstone in the graveyard and helping put flowers True. down. He's not gonna, you're, that kid's not gonna remember He's you. gonna remember Goulet holding him and yeah. being his dad, not you, George. Yeah. So just, it's all right. I mean, it's who we are, right? Definitely. Think about ourselves. And Belvedere says, just chill out. I'm worried about this England thing. It's cool. Hey. Right. At least be a good dad. Or try like, to be a dad this time. But And then George's like, I mean, there's gonna be all, I mean, and, you know, Marsha's going to law school. I mean, Oh, we, and we're gonna have to, now we're going to have to worry about, like, feeding this baby and changing it. I guess it's a good thing we've got you here to raise our children. A Belvedere, you know, does the Belvedere face, and it's like, oh, yeah, well, someone has to. Boy. I often wonder if, and this is totally a speculation, but if Belvedere's from the future, um, and he's time-traveling, and he's there just to make sure Wesley T. doesn't fuck everything George, it's up. your kids! <laughs> George! <laughs> it's all right, I'm here to help raise Wesley T. so he doesn't become a monster. Yeah. A la, maybe Looper got its story from this. It's mm. just a different... It's a, Marcia also vents her frustrations to Belvedere and the family. Mm-hmm. George and them. I think maybe at night or something. I, yeah. I can't remember exactly parts of that. But she vents her frustrations. It's like, God damn it. I can't catch a fucking break. The doctor did the test. We won't know for a few... Like a day or two, whether I'm pregnant. Because this was, I guess, before, like, really convenient pregnancy tests, which, thank you, technology. Yeah. 
Seriously. Also, it's never mentioned that they may possibly abort the child just because it's not convenient. Right. Or economically feasible for them to yes. raise a child. Seriously. Like, do not have this child regardless. Because you can't. You can't afford it. You, your kid's going to the pit and you got a couple more to worry about. Yeah. If anyone, Kevin should be, again, freaking outraged. Like, you guys are having another kid? Oh, it's so stupid. So she's venting all these frustrations. It's like, look, this is fucking inconvenient. Yeah. The last time, look, I've wanted to go to law school forever. That's my dream. But then fucking um, Kevin showed up. Right. The kid I hate. The one I don't care about. The, and the one that forces to have like a, a fucking <laughs> quickie marriage, gunshot marriage. Yeah, to this old bro, this old dude. Oh. Um, then Heather, which Brad speculated later that may have been the only planned Heather, child, like, theoretically. She's the only one that could be planned. Um, like, she's, I guess, like, I think it's not the time she was planned, is she's the one that they, they gave in. It's like, well, I've had this kid, now this is my life, I'm a shitty, ho- I'm a shitty housewife, and I guess she was depressed and just gave in to domesticity, and was like, I guess I'll have another kid. This is a settling child. Yeah. It was, the, it was the giving in on life. Like, yeah, I'm, now I'm stuck I'm with this old of, man. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll have another kid and give up on my dreams because I already have. So Heather got older. Kevin's older. I guess they have an economic upswing. Who knows how the fuck they get their money. And she goes back to law school, which is mm-hmm. one of her passions. Right. Or she really wanted she, to go to law school and was, was ready. ready for it. Everything was queued up. And then Wesley came along and ruined everything. Who overhears this? Of course, little Wesley T overhears it. Of course. Wesley, have you been standing there this whole time? Oh. No, I'm just... I can't remember what he was doing. He made up some excuse. I uh, was going to catch lightning bugs for a science project or yeah. something. No big deal. I gotta, I'm going to see if lightning bugs will breed in captivity. Okay. Well, what are you really up to? But that isn't... Eh. Yeah, who knows? So... She was also just like... It, it wasn't just like... She was like a straight up bitch. Yeah, this is her like, bitch I, I don't even think we've even like fully like explained how, what a fucking bitch she was. Like, I get like, yeah, Wesley T. Yeah, you didn't want to have a kid. You shouldn't have had a kid. You shouldn't have a kid you don't want. Um, it's a stupid idea. Shouldn't have had either of the kids that you didn't want. <laughs> Bad call. Um, but she is just a straight up bitch about it. Like, he ruined my life. Well, yeah. But, like, you fucking deal with it. Bitch. I mean, you technically ruined your own life on that one. Because, first no. off, why weren't you using... Why weren't you consciously making an effort of birth control? Yeah. I mean, take fucking responsibility. Yeah. I, there, there was nothing... If you don't want to have a child, there are reasons to do it. Yeah. And really think about that. Yeah. I know it was the 80s, but come on. Yeah. So, Wesley T overhears this and is a little unsettled by it. Mm-hmm. First off, he thought he was mom's favorite. And I yeah. guess he may be. Mm. Um, but in her moment of bitches, bitchiness and selfishness, he's definitely dad's favorite um, sure. and Belvedere's favorite. Mm-hmm. But then, like, Marsha goes and tries to talk to him. He's like, listen, you ever heard that? Um, I didn't really mean it. Um, I, You know, I, I love you more than anything, blah, blah, blah. And she just keeps going on. He's like, all right. You, so do you understand? Yeah, I understand. She walks in. He's like, liar. Yeah, it was awesome because I think either you or I said, fucking lie, that fucking <laughs> yes. bitch. And then he looks, I almost think, I know he turned over his shoulder and said, liar. But I could have sworn he looked at us and like winked. Yeah. I could have sworn he looked at the camera and spied I think, I think he heard us. Style. I think he heard us. He knows what's up. He knows. So, yeah, she does the whole thing. And I do applaud Belvedere for fucking doing this. Because mm. how many times has someone accidentally said stuff like that? Right. I mean, a lot of people say stuff when their anger are emotionally. That, I guess, is kind of true. Mm. There's a hint of truth to it. But not the whole truth, obviously. Right. Because I, I'm assuming that even though she feels like Wesley T. ruined her life, she realizes, or I hope she does, that it is kind of her fault. And also that you can't help that. You can't blame the child for something at that point. That was your bad why blame the child for that? And that, I guess that she may actually like Wesley T. Who knows? I don't know. My mother did a pretty good job of explaining that I ruined her life on a daily basis. Oh, but your mother is not my <laughs> And this isn't the age. Is that, is that not how all parents work? Uh, nah, well, it depends. Oh, um, that's weird. 
It's kind of weird. <laughs> I thought that's just how families worked. But obviously, you can <laughs> see in the heat of passion something like that happening. People right. saying things. Yeah. Now, you even said during the episode, like, she said when she was describing these voices, he's like, look, sometimes we're angry, we say what we don't mean. Mm. And Brad was like, no, when we're angry, we're pushed to say the things that we actually maybe feel. Yeah. But we also have to realize that emotions are something that can kind of oscillate. Like, sure. Like, here or there. And they're not the whole story to what's going on. Right. Um, everyone has people. I, we all get frustrated with people that we love or people who are close to us. Sure. But and in a, in a heat of passion, it's easy to maybe throw out. Like, I hate you right now. Um, but we all know that that's not the whole story of it. Right. Um, which I think this episode of Belvedere is ultimately trying to tackle. Right. Which is interesting. They tackle it in weird ways. Mm-hmm. But I actually really love that it's going beyond just the normal, hey, I said something like that and I'm sorry. It's Wesley T's not buying it. It means right. more, yeah. which is great. I don't, yeah. This is why I fucking love Belvedere. Yeah, quality show. So, Bel- so Wesley T's got a plan. Yes. Do you want to like? So, well, we we go up. Uh, Wesley T's in bed, all snuggled in. Uh, George comes in. Hey, kid. I thought I would just come see how you're doing. You know, your mom didn't mean any of that stuff. She was just kind of being a bitch because she's kind of a bitch now. I mean, we all know. Um, also, I I brought you these cookies. Those are Mr. Belvedere's cookies. Yeah, I stole them from his underwear drawer. What <laughs> the fuck? Everybody get out of everybody's underwear drawer. Listen, there are things that I do not abide. One is touching people's pillows and going into underwear drawers. What is if we, happening? If we've learned anything off Ramjack this week, it's don't go into other people's underwear drawers. Yeah. Before you, and, I mean, that's a metaphor for a larger thing. Before you go, like, perusing people's private things, Ooh. maybe their thoughts, Marsha, mm. maybe their intentions. I mean, that could be anyone on the show. Maybe think about that. Also, don't fucking do it. Yeah. Why are you going through someone's underwear drawer? Yeah. Why are you selling your sister's underwear for cash, giving her a cut of it? And why are you stealing cookies from his... Why is George going through Belvedere's underwear drawer? No clue. Is he looking for a pocket change? Is he looking for cookies? Why does Belvedere have to hide cookies in an underwear drawer? Because George is worried about Belvedere's weight. And Belvedere has asked George to help him get to that royal body ready. Mm. Royal body ready. He's got... Uh. RBR. So he's, of course, going through his underwear drawers, like, trying to find those snacks he's hiding. He's waking up in the middle of the night. Hey, Belvy! Oh! And he's hiding it in his mom's law papers. That's the third sub-story oh, we don't hear a lot about. True. Okay. That makes sense. Um, which might also inform why Belvedere entertained eating those pancakes. Because <laughs> if you slather, slather enough syrup on anything, it's sweet enough to eat. Um, it's gross to eat, but with the sweet tooth Belvedere has... Oh. He'll find any way to cheat his RBR diet. Mm. After George says all this, Wesley's like, oh, I understand. Cool. Hey, I'm an adult. Yeah, no problem. I know what's up. I'm a mad genius. George goes out. Wesley D pops off the uh, the Transformer sheets. He's all ready to go. He's dressed and ready. <laughs> Time to run away from home. I'm a runaway now. Form of a runaway. <laughs> Grabs a little bindle. Pops out the window. Pops out the window on the roof. I'm sure, I guess he climbed a tree down. Then it scene changes. Dun, 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 dun. And we're at the bus station. Bus station. He's trying. He's trying to buy a ticket to Atlantic City. Um, everyone is like way too cool with like a little kid just hanging around a bus station. It was the '80s. I guess. You said all of the wizard at one point. Yeah, it's like, it was, well, I guess it was a different time. Kids could just run around. And he, we were running with the wizard rules where kids just kind of go off on adventures. Well, uh, Kevin but, had an apartment downtown for weeks. Yeah, but Kevin was 17. 
He, like that's a child. That is a child, but I, he could pull off eighteen, and at eighteen you can get an apartment. Like he could have a fake ID. It's very possible. But Wesley T is a little kid. You don't let no little kids are like running around the fucking bus station. And this guy's like, oh yeah, twenty-seven dollars to get your ticket. Can you get me one cheaper? I'm little. I don't take up much space. But the guy is so gonna sell him a fucking ticket. Oh, no yeah. question. Well, with enough cash, you can do anything. Cash yeah. makes the world go round. Money, money, dollar, dollar bill. Hmm. So he does say, "Get out of here." Because Wesley T tries to do more charming stuff. Right. Um, so he goes over to sit down, and a homeless man has already claimed his territory in this bus stop, which yeah. is really weird. Super sketchy. I really thought it was going to turn into a pedophile episode for a second, yeah. because... You can't sit in that chair. That's my chair. Oh, sorry. Start to sit in another chair. That one's mine, too. Start to sit in another That's mine. Wesley T, like, all right, I'm up out of here. This dude is a crazy murder homeless. Cannot. Cannot play with it. Cannot win with it. Cannot. Rolls over to the the diner and is immediately he sees a help wanted sign um, that looks like it was bought at Walmart mm-hmm. and I mean I guess that was just the sign tech they had back then but yeah. it is it is definitely old school definitely. it's like hey I see you need a I see you need some a helping hand can I take the job and the woman's like you're a kid where's your mom hey don't worry about it hey uh, I'm striking it out on my own how's you gonna make some money to get to Atlantic City and like. Uh, now, obviously, the thing is like, oh, why don't you stay, sit here for a second? I'll get you. I'll get you some cocoa. I'm gonna go make a phone call to call the police because there's a little kid that's run away from home. <laughs> no. No. And it's interesting because it's almost like, especially when she starts talking to him, because he gets hired. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. Um, he's agreed to split the tips with this woman. He only makes fifty-seven cents, and half of it's the ladies. But she's like, don't worry about it. That's chump change. Um, but he's chatting her up. And she's getting used to him. Like, she's hugging him and taking him. He's like, broad, I'm going to tell you right now, I got eyes on being a, a pit boss or something mm-hmm. at that casino in Atlantic City. Don't get, you get hooked on me. This has happened before. Look, I had a sin as a doctor a while ago in, the, <laughs> in Holly Huffnagel. She, oh, man. It's pretty bonkers. It gets like, bonkers. I why is this woman going along with this? Like, she's putting... Well... There, and also, there's a weird moment when she's putting the apron on and where it's, like, bizarrely close. I'm like, is, is she about to grab a little Wesley T? What, what's happening? See, and that's the thing that I, I was trying to lead to, but I thought I need to get all the little story elements in. He talks to her, and she says she never has kids. Like, she's never had children. Right. So I'm assuming she's living out these fantasies with Wesley T. Like, this is the right. boy I never had. So she Never ne- had a child as in she's never fucked a child. Or just oh, babies. you say it like that. I've I, never had a child before. I've never had a child before. Let me put that apron on you. Whoopsies. Mm. Ugh. Creepy. Yeah, Chris Hansen needs to be all up in this. Yeah, seriously. Let's get Chris Hansen Google Glass here. Let's oh, let's get him over there. Let's get some. Let's get some cookies. Let's get some iced tea. Let's make this shit happen. We got. We need the Chris Hansen Millennium. Need, here's some cookies and iced tea. At least you give Chris Hansen that. He's giving people some like, hey, have a cookie. It's cool. Take one of those cookies. It's fine. This is gonna be the last happy moment of your life. Enjoy this cookie. Just enjoy it. My favorite drink is sweet tea, and my favorite dessert is a cookie. I'm gonna give that to uh, you. So Wesley T's busting tables. Just as a sick as I did, I was. Isn't it always great when when they when they see it and they just enjoy it? They're yeah. Because like, they because they know and they just like they take a couple of drinks. Like, oh, let me pour some more. Let me eat this cookie. This is a good cookie. You got me. Ah, you know why I'm here. Yep. Chocolate chip, <sighs> fitting. I'm gonna enjoy this because my life is fucking over. It's done. It's the best. God, when they're like oh, crying God. on the ground as they're like not even cuffing them but putting those weird like what are those things called? Oh. Those weird zip tie things yeah. in their hands and they're just crying. Oh God, that show. It, like as wrong as it is on every front. Oh, as emotional yeah. as opposed to it. 
the best fucking show ever. Walking in, immediately stripping down, facing Chris, drinking iced tea and cookies, fully in the nude. And he hands him a towel. Why don't you put this on? Why don't you cover that rage up with his towel? Oh, so good. Let me just read this for you. No, no, please don't read it. Oh, fuck. What did oh, I say? Oh. <laughs> That's me. Oh, no. It's almost a... Oh, this, no. It is really like... What What is that thing where they do like, this was your life, where they go back? And, <laughs> but it's it's that... On a creepy, weird level. Oh. Like, did, what did I say? Oh, that no. sounds like something I would say. No. Chomp, chomp, munch, munch, drink, drink. Yep, yep. But then they just, then they well, just cheers. Ah, ah, I'm going to enjoy my last free drink. Nothing lasts forever, right? <sighs> Thank you for the cookies and the drink. Best show. So, yeah. Um. So, Wesley T is now working at this diner. Meanwhile, back at home, Heather finds the note. Addressed in Belvedere, reads it anyway. Even right. says that. Of course it's dressed Mr. Belvedere, but I read it anyway. Says I'm Heather. I was going through Belvedere's underwear drawer. Meanwhile, um, they were, Mr. it's time for Mr. Belvedere to leave for the airport. Kevin isn't ready, of course. Oh, Kevin won the essay contest. Oh, yeah, yeah. You forgot about that part. True, because, like, um, you know, Heather and Wesley T were, like, sucking up, and Kevin was like, I want to go. I heard there's a party. Oh, yeah, th- their essays, Wesley T's essay was pretty detailed and, like, right. very moving. I don't remember what Heather's was. It was some bullshit. Heather's not a writer. Yeah. Um... But then Kevin's was like, hey, I want you to lay. I hear English broads are, like, really good. So, give me a lay, Mr. Belvedere, please. And I was like, you know what? Honesty is going to win this one. So, Kevin it is. So, he won. Yeah. Also, I'm going to give props to Wesley T, which also may mean that all of this is a ruse for him to get, like, a power over the mother. Mm -hmm. Because even though he's going through this emotional turmoil, he still took time to write a very, what he thought would be a super persuasive essay for Belvedere. which And at the end of Belvedere reading, he even brings out a British flag and starts waving it. Defo. So ultimately, this may be a scheme for Wesley T to basically be like, I'm getting mom in my back pocket. I got Belvedere, I got dad, I'm gonna get mom in my back pocket. Who knows? But anyway, so yeah. yeah. All that to say. Right. So yeah, he's like, ah, oh, I run away, blah, blah, blah. don't wanna ruin mom's life anymore. I'm off to Atlantic City. You'll never see me again. Farewell. Goodbye. So like, ah, oh, crap, we gotta go find him. Go to the bus stop. He's there. <laughs> Working tables. Marsh is wearing some crazy outfits. She is wearing weird outfits right now. Yeah. Um, so Belvedere comes up to the counter because he sees us at a distance and is like, I'll have some waffles light on the grass. Maybe <laughs> Belvedere laugh and smile. So they have a little chat. Mom comes in, hugs Wesley T, a very cold Wesley T. What do you want, ma'am? Yeah. It's like, first you assholes fucking send me off to military school. Now you're going to fucking talk about you. I, you. I ruined your life. Whatever, bitch. So what can I get you? What would you like? She's like, listen. And of course, Belvedere's already counseled Marsh. He's like, listen, stop lying to the kid. Just be, be honest. Just be honest. For once in your fucking life, For be once honest. in your useless, yokel cunt bitch life, could you just be honest? And so she's like, listen, Wesley, I just let me just tell you the truth. Yeah, I was super upset when you came along. Which is she, awesome to tell yeah. a child. But she also frames it with everything else, so go it's ahead. It's like, listen, yeah, it did ruin my life. I, I always wanted to be a lawyer more than anything. As much as you want a dog, I wanted to be a lawyer. So yeah, I it got I got messed up when Kevin came along, yeah. and then you, and I thought I was gonna have a chance, and then you came along, but then I saw you and I grew to yeah. love you and I shifted my I my grew to love play. you, yeah, yeah. which it, is awesome. Key words there, <laughs> yeah. Um, so but also again, letting the child know, look, I I put that kind of anger and stuff towards you. That was very mature of me. I'm sorry, Wesley T. I grew to love you. <laughs> Eventually. Think people grow. I'm growing. I'm learning. Uh, so when I go to bed at night, think about someone else other than myself and George. Right. George forces me to think about him, but yeah. enough on that later. You can't not think about George. He's right there. Always making jokes that are bad. Oh, it's terrifying. 
It's like sleeping next to a gargoyle. <laughs> I found your legal briefs. Wink. Well, no. I'm asleep. I mean... Georgia had a headache. <laughs> Snoring, not listening. Yeah. Um, sleeping. Mm. Oh, yeah. Talking mm. in my sleep. Oh, so. sleep no, I'm not awake. Mm. Definitely not awake and listening. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Are you awake? I'm sleeping. Uh, oh, no. Sleep, 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 sleep. Sleep. Sleeping, 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 sleeping. <laughs> oh well. I guess she's oh. asleep. Oh, okay, let me take this time to write down some zingers for her in the morning. She's like, God damn it. <laughs> um, so she Wesley T and her come to an understanding. Mm-hmm. Wesley T now has mom in his back pocket because now she's never gonna say anything to make him feel bad because he ran away. Mm-hmm. They hug. Um, all is right with the world. I mean, Belvedere, um, Kevin found a way to scheme to get Belvedere and him still to England, which is great. They're going to take a detour through Amsterdam, have a little layover, and then take a bus, and it's... Detour through Amsterdam? Hmm, Kevin. Wait a minute. They don't end up going to England, right? Right. I mean, so Belvedere's writing in his journal. He's like, ugh. Yeah, I, I didn't get to didn't get to go and pick up my OBD. It came in the mail with the bills. Not quite as spectacular as I'd hoped, but whatevs. It's not quite a knighthood. Haven't gotten that yet. Which is the second time in Belvedere's like recap of the week in his journal that he has. We've seen him scheming um, his eyes on the prize, whether it's judo chopping or now a knighthood. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know what's happening. I'd love if this was seeding stuff for future Belvedere episodes. Dude. I just love that, like, because the last couple episodes, I've really noticed it. Because just the idea, because he always says, like, the last line out loud. So, just the idea that everyone else in the house just hears Belvedere out of nowhere say, Well, not yet. <laughs> well, at that point, no wonder they're Terrifying. going to his underwear drawers, because who knows when he's hiding. Right. When, when a man is, like, you hear, Hiya! <laughs> breaking. I'm sure they're like not yet. Terrifying. Not yet. They haven't. It, like it sounds like a murder. It sounds like a straight up murderer. George, like Marsha, did you hear that? <sighs> sleeping. Sleep. Oh, sleep, 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 sleeping. 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 Um. So that I, besides the fact that Wesley T. T- uh, fielded a call from the Queen, who was very angry at Belvedere for not showing up. That was the episode right. of Mister Belvedere. Who won and who lost? Brad? Who won and who lost? Um. I would like to throw out Kevin because he was promised a trip to England, was looking forward to getting laid by British Broad, didn't end up going. I don't know. Belvedere didn't get to go. Belvedere won a major award. Yeah, but he didn't. But he didn't go. To he didn't get to go. We didn't get the the ceremony that. Well, I mean, it's tough between Kevin and Belvedere. It's tough. Who won? I mean, Belvedere did get the OBE, but he didn't get to go. Wesley uh, T had his feelings hurt, but again, I would like to put forward the the concept that it was all an end game. For, it's a long con. Thing. It's a yeah. long con. Yeah. Um, uh, George is luckily not going to have another mouth that he can't feed, so good for him. Um, Marsha got played by Wesley T. Mm-hmm. And, and we she, don't know if she's going to finish wet school. Oh, she's not pregnant, by the way. Maybe we, we should have said that, too. Yeah, like, yeah. She is not pregnant. Goulet, her romance with Goulet is still flying under the radar. No one knows about it. Right. So I guess that's a, it's a win for Marsha, but she got played. Um... Heather's a neutral party. Heather's neutral. Didn't get, didn't win or lose anything. Um, I mean, I, well, I guess there's hope that Heather may not have to go to the pit because, you know, there's a little bit more time now. There's not another kid to worry about. True. So. And she's definitely going to be And Marsha's going to have that big lawyer money. <laughs> Marsha's going to have all that big lawyer money to pay so for college for Heather. that first sports car. Because Heather is, you know, Heather being the most likely um, favorite child. Yeah. Being kitten, as it were. Right. She, um, she might actually reap some of those rewards. So, but but in this episode, this is a tough but episode. in this episode, who won it? I, did Wesley T win? I would almost 
Because Wesley T. also got fun. Life adventures and experience. Mm-hmm. Wasn't hurt being a child in the 80s by himself. True. And also, I mean, wrote a pretty impressive essay, so he's growing as a person. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get in trouble for running away from home. It's true. I, I mean, in a, in, a, in a space dog, house of cards sense of way, I think Wesley T. may have won it. Yeah. So, House of Cards rules, Wesley T. won. Um, so, Kevin or Belvedere, who lost? Kevin didn't win an award, other than the fact that he won the award of going over to Britain and then got it taken away from him. Like, he's, like he's gotten everything taken away from him. Yeah. Like, Kevin is yeah. the ultimate loser of the series so far. Seriously. Like, he's got it. He's not getting to go overseas. He's not. He's going to the pit. Like, it sucks for him. And someone wanted to go to Hawaii for college at one point. Like, ugh. Lost Virginia to this old broad that then, like, threw him aside. Cast him off. I, yeah, Kevin lost. Kevin, I'm sorry. Poor man. bastard. We need to have another Kevin-centric I'm gonna win episode. Yeah. But but all those end with Kevin losing. True. Well, we, Can we just have one where, like, Kevin actually wins? Let's have a Kevin winning episode. Yeah. How about a Kevin winning episode and a Heather winning episode? Yeah. We need those. We do. Belvedere, deliver, please. So we'll see what happens next time. So I guess it's time to... Streaks in the China moves over to uh, standing on the edge. Let's go stand- <laughs> standing on the edge. Let's go stand on the edge with our pal <laughs> on the precipice. That is oh, saved by the bell. Colleges. I have to beat fifty nine seconds. Which you. guys, this is going to be tough. Let me my A game go. Can you? Can I have a moment, please, to collect take my thoughts your moment. on? Take your, take your moment. All right, now, give me a go. Teacher's All right. pet is what we're Teacher's pet, and you'll be going in three, two, one, go. This episode is Saved by the Bell of College Years. Lasky is telling the kids a whole bunch of bullshit about history, but he has a monkey, our chimpanzee, that they've been trying to teach sign language that they think is dumb just because it doesn't want to talk to you stupid Professor Lasky. Screech bonds with it, and most of the episode is spent with Screech um, hiding this monkey and also learning to love this monkey, not only as a friend, but maybe a lover, perhaps, which is kind of strongly hinted, but whatever. So, um... That story short, uh, they find out that they see it using sign language in front of uh, Screech, and they realize, Screech, you get to stay, the, mon- the ape can stay, all's good. That's teacher's pet. But the real teacher's pet is the fact that Zack is trying to think about taking Kelly and his relationship to the next level, because they've been seeing each other, but in classic Kelly fashion, once she has Zack, that gives her the confidence to go after the older man she really wants, which is Lasky. She placates him and his child, and like, buying them tea sets, and then they play this weird mommy-daddy thing, all for Lasky to ultimately reject her, and does that get his heart broken? And that's more or less saved by the bell. Son of a bitch. I, I have 59 seconds as well. 59.6 seconds. I had yours at 59.1. Um, I didn't go into the oh. point because I thought 59 was super impressive. Right. We Let's just... Alex, we you, you, you won it by a... By, by a... a by a hair. Let's just say like, it. Oh, fuck. That, that uh, was probably... Fine work. Fine that was, work. Ugh. That was probably, and there was so much filler I put in there on accident. Like, I, I meant to, like, delve more, mm-hmm. but I couldn't Paid help off. myself. Paid I couldn't off. help myself. Um, oh, you want it. You want it. Wow. That was fine but I work. think ultimately we want it because, again, think, 59 seconds, a hair doesn't really matter. Alex, I think the listeners won. <laughs> you did it. Yay! Champions. You're heroes. <laughs> You're heroes. Never forget it. So, say by the Bell this week, I found slightly disappointing in the fact that it wasn't as crazily jam-packed as it normally is. Mm-hmm. Or at least the things that they um, tried to force into the 30-minute... Uh, I really say just extended to 40 minutes. All the stories they're yeah. trying to tell. Um, while it... I guess they were just lesser known. I mean, we had the monkey story, we had Kelly and Zach, and we had... There's a slight story of Mike has a cold, and that's like yeah. it. Yeah. 
There's also um, a, a random thing where we see Leslie Romney doing random stuff. And then, of course, we, we uh, kind of probe Slater and Alex's relationship slightly more. Mm-hmm. But the fashion in this episode comes... It points scary. It's it's weird. So there's that. Well, so I think overall the fashion the fashion is much it's much more fashion forward than uh, some of the episodes we've watched. When it succeeds, yes. But there is no time in this episode where Zach wears anything normal. And the whole concept of I'm gonna wear a jean, a blue jean shirt mm-hmm. underneath a kooky blazer that yeah. happens twice. Yeah. Leslie Romney does it, and then Lasky does it. Yeah. That's not a thing, guys. Like it was, it was the Jay Leno generation. We had a lot of, we had a lot of denims happening. A lot of denims happening. Like a denim T-shirt, or not a denim T-shirt, because that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> Fuck! What did I just create in the what? ether of the world? Oh no! Um, or the so I guess the consciousness of everyone. Don't do that. Don't make a denim T-shirt. Don't do it, Jay Leno. But uh, the denim, um, I guess, dress shirt or overshirt mm. was popular a few years ago again. Yeah. Um, but it was also an overshirt. Like, you wear a dress shirt and then you put it over it. So it was almost more of a light jacket because mm. it's not a shirt. No. That's just weird. Never understood that um, personally, but whatever. Whatever. Hey. Yeah. It's the 80s. Not 80s. It's the, ni- it's the 90s. Okay, so maybe we should worry about it. But it's well, we should all be worried. But yeah, so we start off. We get we're we're in Lasky's class again, and oh boy, this is just like you just he's, like he, why, first of all, why is there a chimp in a cage in the classroom? He's like, because you know, last time we were talking about how how he was talking about how rocks were appliances for the caveman. <laughs> Great work, anthropology teacher. Great use of terminology. Um, bugga and bugga had rocks oh, that were their fuck. appliances. Oh, fuck. At least that wasn't that wasn't a history or an anthropology teacher. That was like a government teacher that was telling us about Uga and Booga. Yeah, that was weird. I mean, that's that's a true story, guys. That's a yeah. real talk. Um, but in Save with the Bell, I can't even remember what bullshit he's throwing at them for this whole. I don't even remember well, just how like, it gets to language. He's like, he's talking about like, well, you know, uh, chimpanzees—they're ninety-six percent the same as humans. They're our closest relative. So. I guess that's all you need to know. And that, I guess that's the only reason he had a monkey there. Because then the class is over. And he's like, all right, make sure you guys copy everything off the board. Copy the students on the board, please. So I wrapped up by saying that we're, kind of, that we're very genetically similar to monkeys. Hence me bringing the monkey that's been sitting in the classroom for this entire <laughs> hour, I guess. Cage. Like, super weird. Um, the monkey seems afraid in every scene it's in. Yeah. Like, it seems so timid and just... Which but, happens with new stars when you get in the yeah, lights, I think, yeah. and the cameras. On. But I love he says copy everything off the board. At the time, it didn't look like there was anything on the Me board. Me and Brad are laughing together like, there is a sentence <laughs> yeah, in most of the board. Yeah, there is a sentence. Slater's taking yeah. forever to write this down. Because there's a lot of banter between, like, Street says something mm. about, um, it's so weird, we share 90%, we actually kind of look like them. And Zach's like, maybe you do. And of course, Zach says something to Slater, and Slater is, like, acting his heart out, or yeah. really struggling, like, he's leaning at the board, like, nah, I'm gonna get every word down. He has no real short-term memory, it's like, <laughs> the, apes, share, what is that next word? Our, preppy, is that DNA? Was you, I, I, or there was, dying, uh, which, I can't tell. It was basically me in the third grade, because I didn't know I needed glasses. Oh, yeah, I mean, but it's that typical thing, Slater may need glasses. But that's <laughs> like, what... That's another remember, episode, like, but... No, that was... Because we're going to take a little detour here. Like, there was a while in third grade where my <laughs> I grades... I thought you were it. Look, quick detour. Yeah, we got to take a Real detour. Because this was hilarious. And, like, I... Like... I, I kind of was getting in so much trouble because it was taking me forever to write anything in school and my, my grades were slipping. And, like, like, I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, can you see the board? And I was like, yeah, I can see the board because I didn't know that I couldn't see the board. I thought everyone was... Just, it just was really hard to read things because you don't fucking know. 
Just people get your eyes checked. Make sure your yeah. children get their eyes checked because they don't know. That's just how you see the world. Everything That's... is just blurry. Everything is a blurry <laughs> mass. How are you supposed to know? And this is what Slater's problem is. He needs to get his eyes checked because no one's ever told him he's fucking blind as a bat. I remember being a kid in elementary school and realizing that about other children before they got classes mm-hmm. because I I tend to be really observant of my even as a child I would look at the board copy stuff I didn't copy things slowly but that was more of because I was trying to get down everything I possibly could mm-hmm. and in college I took extra notes not only about yeah. what was on the board but random stories the teacher would go on yeah. things I was hearing in my periphery just like my notes in college are fucking great, amazing because yeah. there's so much information soaked or sopping in them. Yeah. But as a child, I, I would write stuff down on the board and look over and notice people were like being sluggish. And I remember this one girl, um, her constantly like looking like, like squinting all the time at the board mm-hmm. and going slower. And then lo and behold, two years later, she got glasses. Yeah. It's like, oh, duh. She probably just couldn't see. And that's a common thing. I don't know why teachers are so frustrated with kids. Yeah. In that, because that's also a common thing, teachers being frustrated with children. Yeah. And of course, we fucking live in America, you can't get your eyes checked because that shit's expensive. So people don't get their eyes checked, you didn't have insurance. I will say, when we were in elementary school, um, and we went to different elementary schools, mm-hmm. that there was at least two or three times where we got free eye exams, where they just brought a truck in and. I remember, them doing, I remember them doing it when I, when I switched to, uh, to Denmark. I remember, and like the, 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 the hearing oh, exam. Oh, JB Young? Yeah. Oh, well, fucking no wonder. Like, yeah. That, Low rent JB Young, the school they leveled and built a middle school on. <laughs> I think JB, I think, well, I think Denmark felt more low rent. Well, than JB Denmark Young. was a little more low rent. Like, because you also had to ship people like miles away from yeah. where you were to Denmark. I don't understand why you guys weren't zoned for other areas, but. I, well, it's because they were, because it was, um, it was busing for integration mostly because like really? Denmark was like way out in the middle of nowhere and it was like, it was primarily black. I think. So, like, when they shipped all the people from J.B. Young, then it became almost 50-50, I think. Hmm. I but would say, it still wasn't quite. I will say that um, for Tennessee, it was interesting that we did have such racial diversity, or at mm-hmm. least it was 50-50. And, um, well, it's because we lived, we didn't well, live, we lived poor. Oh, true. Well, yeah, there's that as well. But also, that gave us probably more experiences mm-hmm. with that kind of, um, I guess, environment. Mm-hmm. Or, or, I guess, racial tension a lot of the times, because mm-hmm. let's be honest, in the South... People are still racist. Yeah, we were we weren't going to talk about it, even though it's interesting because everyone's talked about it. But that whole high school in the South yeah, that has so. dual proms. We have a we have a white prom and a black prom that they label the white and black prom are basically white and then minorities. Yeah, and you can't get in if you're not white, even if you're mixed race. They and call the fucking cops. Yeah, it's like crazy. All because of private funding bullshit. Oh. You guys have heard this story before. Yeah, but that's Always. a real thing. I mean, racism is alive yeah. and, and sadly well, mm-hmm. and that's gross and stupid, mm-hmm. and we need to get rid of it. Yeah, but. But we had the opportunity in high school, because we were 50-50, to kind of hopefully circumvent that in a way. Like, it was hard for those kind of prejudices to exist when everyone is right. in so cl- such close proximities and growing up together. Yeah. Well, so also, I, I mean, applaud like, them for that. I mean, well especially, done. like, around here, it's, well, because there was so much white flight, and yeah. that's why there's so many private schools here, is because all yeah. the, they, as soon as they integrated, all, they, all the white parents sent their kids to, pri- to private schools, and because there was, people had more money here, like, in the South, they just didn't have the money, oh, no. that there are so many more private schools here than public schools. That's why there's this huge, you know, division like why public schools are doing so badly is because now for generations now we've you know perpetrated this thing where there's so much money going into these private schools that there's just nothing to support the public schools and of course teachers could be i mean obviously recruited if you're a better teacher at a private institution because they have more money i guess um it's really a horrible thing 
And I'm glad to see that the bell brought our right. attention to that. Exactly. <laughs> I'm really glad that that Luck- happened. And luckily for us, we were poor. We, our city was poor enough that there weren't enough private schools for all the white people to go to. So we ha- were forced to integrate for realsies. And see the, the, both the horrors of racism and then also overcome that as a group. Indeed. Which those people in Georgia are, the students are like, fuck this, we're not doing this anymore, which applaud them. At least most of them, probably. Yeah, well, some of them. The ones it's 2013. I mean, yeah. It's the modern era. It's, I mean, it's about on. time. If it and didn't happen now. That's pretty much their argument, right? Like, yeah. guys, it's 2013. We're embarrassed that this happens. Yeah. Our prom king and queen can't even go to the same prom because of racial diversity? Yeah. Because of private funding? Fuck you. We're not yeah. doing that anymore. It's crazy. So, yes. So same with about the college years. So there's, so there's a chimpanzee <laughs> in this college class. Slater needs glasses and hasn't known it until now. Right. Um, Lasky's like, listen, uh, we're, we're, yeah, we're, we were trying to teach it to sign, but it just doesn't seem to be getting it. So we're going to ship it off to a zoo. Um, hey, Lasky, um, what? That's kind of like, how much time have you put into teaching it to sign? And are you the only one doing it? Because that's the way it seems. And Lasky's got his own things. He's raising a kid, among yeah. other things, and worried about a divorce. And, and he's living in his office. <laughs> um, so Lasky's Screech, got some problems. Screech goes over and talks to, to the chimp for a second. He also wears a skirt. Okay. It, this is an old-fashioned monkey shiner, if I've ever seen one. <laughs> he talks to the monkey for a second. It signs to him. Well, Screech signs to it, like, I love you. Mm-hmm. And the monkey says... <laughs> I love you. Or what it really says is I chest smile. Right. Because it doesn't, I don't know if it understands what love I, is. It's clear that they were only able to teach this chimp like like that one group of signs. And like that's as good as they got for their filming chimp. Lasky tries to teach him like, I signed him this word for banana, which this cannot be banana. And by this, I mean miming peeling a, a, a banana in your hand. Yeah. Is that banana for sign language? Probably not. I guess not. So yeah, that so. Uh, but then when Screech tries to get t- the the chimp to do it for Lasky, it won't do it. And Screech and Lasky's like, ah, Screech, it's, it's not gonna learn. Don't be ridiculous. I mean, now, he doesn't like bananas. And now put it back in its cage it. and make sure you lock it on the way out. Because <laughs> it wasn't locked. From, we've had that problem where it'll escape. Which it, I mean, they do have yeah. a problem in the episode. So Screech has now formed a bond. Right. It's the first, um, what is it? He says something that's really like Red Alert Screech about locking the animal in a cage is the first woman that it's, I... Yeah, it's the first person that's ever said that they, they love me. The first, and I have to lock her in a cage. He probably usually has to lock him in the cage first, and then they'll say, I mean, Screech is terrifying. We never see that tennis star again. <laughs> we don't. Never see her again. Wonder what happened to her body. Did they find it? The local tennis star missing for the next for the third week. And other news. <laughs> so yeah, Screech is red alert with the, the ape. Definitely. Um, Mike has got a cold. He sneezes funny. That's that's his plot. Yeah, he comes to borrow medicine from Screech. Screech has got like a whole box full of drugs. I mean, <laughs> Screech is selling some Addies. Let's be honest. Screech is putting himself through school in yeah. a different way. Yeah, he's pushing. Um, and that's really all we see or understand or care about of Mike. Yeah. So Zach has decided that him and Kelly, he's been seeing her for a while, mm. and they need to get serious. Zach's getting back to basics of Bayside. Bayside basics is what we're going to call him. And he's like, you know what? I think it's time to go exclusive. I think it's time. Slater's like, really, dude? All right, I guess. Don't let Alex hear you say that, or she'll want to be exclusive as well. Ooh. I, I, I even remember Slater, like, having to choke out the word exclusive. Yeah, they he do, like, a Fonzie say, thing. It's kind of yeah. weird. So, um, Zach says, hey, Kelly, I'm going to cook Chinese food. Why don't you come over 
to come over. Why don't you come to the dinner dining room? Why don't you come to the quad area? Yeah. What is it called? Like, why don't you come to the living room tomorrow night at seven? Hey, can I count on you to be there? Can I count on you to step out of your bedroom into the living room at seven tomorrow? Cooking Chinese. And she's like, sure, Zach, that'll be cool, I guess. Kelly, he says all this in front of, in the classroom mm. uh, as everyone's leaving. Lasky's doing his thing. And Kelly has her eyes. Sights set on someone else or something else during mm. this. Um, Zach leaves, you know, walking on sunshine. He's like, yeah, me and Kelly are going to get back together. Yeesh. Kelly goes up to Lasky, lost for words. Everything he says to her, she's just like, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I was gazing at you. I mean, I need help with my term paper. He's like, oh, yeah, well, come over to my place after. Your place? My yeah. office. Yeah, my office, which is also which where is, I it's live. It's, place, it's my yeah. place. Um, because you need help with your term paper, right? Oh, yeah, my term paper. I need help. You're so gorgeous. What? Like, come on, three o'clock tomorrow. Okay, I'll be there. Ha-ha. It's a date. I mean, fuck. I mean, uh, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean it's what? Fuck tree. I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> your place. Yikes. Kelly is smitten with that. Yeah. Um, her fashion isn't helping her, except in, in a few points during this. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zach is in the living room, <laughs> and he goes over to Leslie Romney, who's in there, and it's like, "Hey, Leslie, no hard feelings, but I'm going to go exclusive with Kelly. I just wanted you to know that." If you had, I, I know you have feelings for me. I know we've been playing this weird game. Like she's like, what the f- whatever. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so broken up. Oh, she's. Uh, well, she does the whole thing. I'm like, oh my god. How will I live? Who will I see? And of course, this dreamboat rolls in. It's like, hey, are you ready? And she's like, I'm over it. Winks at Zach and then leaves. Oh, uh, that dude. His fashions were bonkers. Oh as well. yeah. He like, was also like really tall. Yeah, scary and tall. Made of money. And like yeah, and like wearing like the weirdest suit and moving so awkwardly. Like I was like, what did Mike? Did Mike Rogers? Was this like the stand-in for Mike? What? Did, was this like their second pick? This is if they couldn't bot. Get, if they couldn't get, <laughs> get Mike because this dude doesn't know how to walk. I'm ready to take you on a date, Leslie. All right, All right. I'm over it. Whatever, Romney. <laughs> Get out of the scene. Screech has been visiting the chimp. He's trying to keep it protected. Ah, I, don't I mean, that's about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember there being something about Slater and Alex and all of this. But again, it's it's the weaker form of Alex where she's kind of whiny and weird. Yeah. There's, well, there's, screechi- there's screeching Alex it. up. Yeah. But I also appreciate in some points she gets very real about mm-hmm. things. So it's all an act to her, I guess. Yeah. Or it's just part of who she is for now. Like again, it'll change in a minute, but this is the, yeah, this is when Screech brings home the champ. Like basically it follows him home. He he forgot to lock the cage. Womp womp womp. There's a knock on the door. Slater opens it, looks down and sees the chimp and he's like, "Oh, Screech, it's for you." Cuz obviously it would be for you. Right. He picks it up. Alex is freaked out by it. They like jumps at her, which is terrifying. Yeah. The idea of a chimp jumping for you is a nightmare. Yeah, in the jungle she would be dead. Yeah. Your face would be gnawed off. Uh-huh. So she's like, "Oh no, it's on me. It's got its arms around me." Wait, is this a hug? It's hugging. Oh my god, me. it loves me. It, oh. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. So they're all like, all right, Alex, whatever. Fair and then she starts singing the I Will Always Love You, which again, there's a lot yeah. of like specifically 90s references in this. Yeah, there is. The bodyguard uh, is one of them mm-hmm. to where she starts singing that song and they're like, God damn it. And they look at Slater and he's like, well, what can I say? She looks good. We're in college. I, I don't know if this is going to last. Um, <laughs> Seriously. I mean, I'm, I have commitment issues to just being exclusive. So obviously there's some... Uh, As you should be. I, well, duh. Yeah. Especially when you're in college. Yeah. And you have that hot Chicano bod and options. Seriously. And all, the, and all those dudes dipping in cream. 
Uh, so Kelly goes over to talk to Lasky about her term paper. Um, the scene starts, and Lasky's seemingly in his office alone, sitting on top of his desk. <laughs> Looking down... And he's like, on like a tent or something. Yeah, and he's and well, I didn't even know. It what looks like was there's on. a blanket stretched between a chair and his table. And, and he's, he's like, up. And he's like, oh, the big, I'm the big bad wolf. And we're like, he's lost his goddamn yeah, fucking like, oh mind. Oh my god, what is wrong with what him? What is happening? Kelly walks in, and then we see, oh, oh, his little girl is there. Now I posited while we were watching this that she's not really there, <laughs> and Lasky's just fucking bonkers crazy. Which Kelly is equally crazy in the fact that even when she walks in on him saying, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house now. Oh, hey, Kelly, what's up? Okay, if the child isn't real, she's terrified. She yeah. just walked into Lasky being crazy and she's like, oh, shit. Well, she didn't see the child at first. <laughs> she's like, look, I'm not going to judge you. Like, we all have our issues. Maybe, where are your meds? Where are your meds? Let's get those I'm going to take you. care of you. I'm a doctor. Look, I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. You have a problem. I'm going to take care of you. Oh, your little girl's here. Oh, you're. Oh, yeah. You're gonna braid her hair. Oh, that's really pretty. Is this where your little girl is? Hi, little girl. Like imaginary friend bullshit. Yeah. Like, so, um, yeah. Kelly's talking to the imaginary daughter. Um, Lasky's who is like, also is yeah, like Mike Rogers level of acting, but yeah. it's a child. So it's my my wife. She had to go out of town, and she left my girl with me. I'm so sorry. Oh yes, your wife. Oh yes. Tell me more about your little girl and your wife. Okay, oh well, my ex-wife. To we're not there. To, we're not together anymore. But she had to go out of town, so she left the daughter. Um, but oh, I'm sorry. I've had to go. Can- I've had to cancel one of my classes for tomorrow because I've got to watch my girl. Um, well, I, I can babysit. Oh no, she doesn't like. She doesn't really like any babysitter. She's very particular. I like Kelly. Says the imaginary girl. Says Kelly out of the side of her mouth. Right. And Lassie looks around like, oh, I think she actually likes you. That might be a good idea. You know what? I think I'll not cancel my classes. Kelly, are you sure you don't mind? Not at all. I don't mind. Just put your shoe. I mean, the phone down. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. So, the little kid, imaginary or not, mm-hmm. is a fucking brat. Yeah. Daddy, braid my hair. It's a creepy little child actor. Yeah. Dad Super doesn't creep. he doesn't braid her hair. He like just like folds it over and puts a hat on her. And she looks at Kelly, Am I pretty like you? Isn't she pretty daddy? Like just a weird kind of sitch. Yeah. And soup's weird. Almost facilitating, like mm-hmm. trying to get Lasky hooked up. Yeah. Which is also weird. It's cause it's all in Lasky's head. It's all in his head. Oh, that's head! He's gonna create a parent trap scenario in his head so that he can bang his student. The Lasky trap. The Lasky <laughs> trap. Kelly agrees to babysit. Babysit. Mm-hmm. Big quotations for Lasky. Um, and I think it overlaps with Zach's Chinese dinner date. Yeah. So Kelly gets back kind of late from the early initial babysitting, and Zach's like, hey, what's up? You ready How for- are you late? I got dinner ready for you. And Kelly, Kelly's, meanwhile, has taken time to put on her velvet cloak. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like a crazy witch. She's a witch. She is a witch. Zach's MO in this is a weird brown sweater with either weird blue colored pants, not as weird as Screech's blue pants. True. And or a brown corduroy pants. Yeah. It's not it's not cool. Mean, meanwhile, Leslie's rolling around. Um she's wearing like the weirdest oh, like blazer and like she's got some denim going on. And blazer, as I've, check, blazer check. Leslie Romney, like we know what's gonna happen. Leslie Romney, Romney is gonna move to Arizona and do pottery with her lover Gail, <laughs> and they're gonna go to flea markets and they're gonna be a happy lesbian couple and never tell her parents. <laughs> they'll suspect, but they'll never actually confirm. Which makes sense with their dating robot. Mm-hmm. Because obviously she's sneaking off. Right. She's really close to Alex and Kelly. Yeah. In a, and they're a little uncomfortable with it. Yeah. They're like, she goes I don't off. Need she a goes off with that right robot, now, dude. Leslie. Yeah. And, and he, she, and, and that dude's sister, like, go and ride motorcycles together. <laughs> 
out to either make out point or fuck tree. It's whatever. Yeah. It's whatever that's going on. So Kelly realizes because Zach brings it to her. He's like, "Look, I wanted to talk to you about something important tonight." She's like, "Well, what is it? Whatever." He's like, "Look, we've been seeing a lot of each other. It's been rekindled that magic from high school. Mm-hmm. What do you say we give this a go and go exclusive?" Oh. Well, listen, Zach, I know I came to college to follow you, and um, your advice makes me randomly change careers on a whim, but I, there's somebody else, so I gotta say no. Zach is devastated, but he should have seen this coming, because again... Kelly's crazy. Well, Kelly's crazy. <laughs> but also, this has happened to him before, mm-hmm. because whoever that dude was, was it Mark? Whoever was at the Max, yeah. the older guy that she was with Zach, and then... She became enamored with. Yeah. So Zach gives her, I guess, that support, emotional support. And when she has it, she realizes, okay, I'm out of stasis now. I'm even. Now it's time to look up. Now right. it's time to get the new Zach. Yeah. So now that's Lasky for her. So she's like, look, yeah. Zach, no hard feelings. I'm sure we can still be friends, but like legitimately friends because I need you actually as that support fall. And Zach says, that's cool. Hey, whatever thinking it's not cool, right. not talking about it right then, and then he proceeds to stalk her for the rest of the episode, so which creepy. is really creepy. Because Zach's like, I gotta find out who this other guy is. Um, no you don't, dog. That's... What does it matter if you find out who he is? I yeah. Let her be her, man. He's like, like... Find another broad. You could go. Uh, we could walk out of your dorm and hook up with a girl. Yeah. We've done it before. Listen, just think outside of your dorm room. Like, think into the hallway. Yeah. Think into the next door. How about you go down to the mailbox, and on the way there, um, you pick up someone. Yeah. And when you get that letter from Hawaii, you throw away, you easily just There's a woman and her child that are still waiting, (laughs) just assuming that Zach is going to come for her. Never. (laughs) Where's new daddy? Daddy's in college now. When he finishes school, he has his degree, he'll come back. But why won't new daddy write? Well, I'm sure he's, he's really, really busy. Good. He's writing he's studying. her papers. He's, He'll be back. He's studying. It's He'll okay. He'll come back to save us in the hotel again because we need him. <gasps> oh. Wherever, Whenever the hotel's in trouble, he'll come back and save us. Mm-mm. Oh. Hey, Grandpa Kapowski, have you heard anything from Kelly or Zach? <laughs> um, no. Nothing that didn't really answer my question. I got the sun in the morning in Hawaii and night. But no, if you could just answer the question. I mean, the ukulele's fine and all, but I just really <laughs> heard from Kelly. Or, um, goodbye, I've got to go pay you some bills. I can't answer your question now. Makes me uncomfortable, awkward as hell. He's not coming back for you. He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a tough stitch in Hawaii. It's a weird dynamic that's happening. But I love that they still foster that with the random letters that Zach I looks at that. and just throws away. Like, oh, oh fuck. It's like, it's like, see. It's like Uncle, tra- Uncle Traveling Matt letters. <laughs> New <laughs> Daddy, we sure do miss you. Hope you come to Hawaii soon to see Mommy and me, your daughter. <laughs> love you. Goodbye. Wow. I mean, Saved by the Bell is interesting. I mean, oh, they've got so many stories happening. So, again, Zach takes it in the worst possible way. He finds out little clues. Like Slater says, hey, I, word on the street is my girlfriend may be weird, um, but she found out that Kelly's new beau likes to wear, what's the name of the cologne? It's like, it's some weird generic Yeah, it's like Ocean like, Scent or something. Ocean Scent or like some kind of sailor bullshit. Yeah, like, I don't know. 
The port bow. <laughs> He's wearing port bow. Oh, I love the smell of port bow. Is that port bow on you? Are you wearing port bow? Why, well, yes, it is. Oh. Port bow from Calvin Klein. To go back to 90s references for fuck's sake. Um, yeah. So Zach immediately gets, but goes out and buys it. Yeah. Goes around smelling guys for port bow. <sighs> gets into a confrontation with a nerd who's wearing a leather jacket and is like, Hey, what are, what are you doing smelling me, dude? It's um, like, hey, dude, wearing weird pants and a weird shirt with a leather jacket and dude, long hair. Dude, how cinched up are your pants? Yeah. Why are you wearing pants that are five sizes too big and cinched like a crazy? You, you got pleats out of control. You got acid wash going on. It's a nightmare. But Zach does smell some other people that seem to be into it. And yeah. at one point he even says, like, hey, all I've gotten are threats. And, like, one dude gave me his unlisted phone number. He Ooh. said we should go out sometime. And he, wrote, he said he would take he wrote, me to Port Bow. Yeah, he said something. He wrote Bear on there and gave me his number and gave it to me. Something about vodka drinking. Mm. I don't know what's up. Mm. Like, burly. Mm. Um... So Zach has options, but he can't find Kelly's bow. Right. Slater has problems of his own with commitment and Alex, whatever. Screech is hanging with a monkey. Screech has got that monkey ever at hand, teaching itself, love, learning to love it. Leslie Romney's uh, probably doing pottery. She's <laughs> learning with, with how her, to throw clay. With her lover, Gail. Yeah, really exploring what denim and what the bolo tie could really do for mm -hmm. her ensemble. Yeah. Just yeah. getting ready for that Just western ready. look. Think getting about ready. growing her hair out and reading a lot of literature about how if you use a lot of shampoo, it actually destroys your hair so she's going all natural and just going yeah. the whole water thing. She's heard a lot of... It's all about Mother Earth. It's all about it's, Mother it's Earth. It's all about Gaia mm -hmm. and what she does to empower you. Yes. So she's going natural. Defo. For some reason, Kelly bought Lasky's child a tea set. Mm-hmm. And Lasky Port Bow. Yes. We need to make a cologne called Port Bow. Like, <laughs> a Ramjack presents Port Bow, an ocean scent fresh from the shores of Hawaii. In the commercial, just be <laughs> That's the song that he was with. But. Yeah. Where you get first class service and the Hawaiian mood or something. If you like to smell like a port bow, why don't you come on and try some port bow? <laughs> it's not as awful as it might sound. Huh. <laughs> port bow by Ramp Jack. When a woman and child are waiting for you, you'll beat the port bow. <laughs> Tell her to meet you at the port bow. Off the port bow. Tell her to meet you off the port bow. <laughs> This has to be a I'll be there. Wow. So look for Port Bow in stores exclusively from Ramjack. Yes. So Kelly bought him Port Bow and the child a tea set. She's babysitting again. And Lasky has all these meetings. He's like, look, thank you so much. Her mom is out of town or whatever bullshit. Thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. You're so good with her. She likes you. Just to iterate to you, uh, college student who may be having a crush on me, I keep you around because my daughter likes you and you're eager to babysit. Yeah. That's mm. kind of why. Just so you know, what's up? Also, Kelly's looking on point. Kelly's looking the best that she's looked probably, other than when she, the black dress, she when she was working at Skeets. Mm. Um, so, but the daughter, who may or may not be real, mm -hmm. which is even daughter. more interesting if she's not real at this point because of the whole tea set thing. Yeah, Kelly's Because like, Lasky is fucking crazy. Yeah. But she would love it because the kid's like, we're going to play tea set. Well, she actually says to Lasky, Daddy, come down here and play daddy. What do you mean, play daddy? You play daddy. And I'll be the daughter. Kelly, you can be the mommy. Wink. Wink. Looks at Lasky and winks. And Kelly's like, all right. Now, let me get this straight. I'm daddy. And she's like, shut up. That's not the game we're playing. 
You're going to fuck daddy and I'm going to drink tea. And what? And what? Daddy, you've spilled tea on your tie. Can the wolf and Kelly bring the house down? Mm. So, yeah, and she says, you stood it on her tie. Quick, Kelly, pick a new tie. So Kelly picks a tie that's better for Lassie. Keep in mind, we're in Lassie's office. We go over and we see there's a rack of ties. All of his... He lives in that office. He does. He lives there. His clothes are there. Why does he have all of his clothes there? I'm sure I'm sure the little... That's actually a futon and it yeah, comes out to a Yeah, definitely. Bed. He definitely lives in that office. No doubt. Do professors... Can professors do that? Like, Dude, I guess professors you... Professors do keep a lot of stuff in their office. I mean, I guess you technically could, like, actually do that. Like, and just, like, keep it on the down low. Hmm. I mean, how many professors are... Students would s- sleep over at university if they could, if they oh. needed to. I mean, I did a few times. I mean, if you live, like, 40 minutes away and you're there until, like, 7 at night or 8, yeah, mm. call it a night. Get yeah. underneath that desk. George Costanza. You have, like, a late rehearsal that, like, runs to, like, 1 or 2 and then you gotta... Oh, if you're in the theater, that makes total sense. Yeah. I mean, why not just, yeah. at that point, have a cot in there or something? Or, you know, like well, Lasky. We had, we had couches. We, we did all right. So Lasky, he's got a <laughs> We plan. did all right. Well, we did all right on the stage. We did okay. We did okay. So Lasky's living out of his apartment. But Lasky also went through a divorce. There may be other reasons. Yeah. He's also an archaeologist, so... Is he? They don't make that much money. Is um, he? Or is that just, is that like his daughter? Yeah, I was an archaeologist, and here's my daughter. So they're so they're playing tea, Kelly is down to her underwear, and Lassie just has a tie on, <laughs> and she's giving them more commands. <laughs> tea is weird. Oh no, Professor, you spilled tea on your tie, you better take it off. And that shirt, and those pants. Keep going. I'm so clumsy with the tea, <laughs> Papa. Now it's on your boxes. Kelly, get on it. Get on it. What's going on? At this point, Kelly's even a little weirded out. Yeah. Um, so, um, Lasky is ready to leave, so he leaves. Kelly's in there with the kid. Meanwhile, Zach has decided, he says, I'm gonna break into Lasky's place, and that way I'll know that she's not really there babysitting. She's probably out with this guy. Oh, because she thinks, he thinks it's a front. I did forget right. about that point. Yeah. So he goes, and again, break- Lasky and him are friends. But again, by breaking into his place, they mean his office. Yeah. So Zach goes to reach over the door. Oh, Lasky opens the door at the same time. He's like, oh, Professor Lasky. I was just looking for Kelly. She's not here, is she? Of course she is. She's babysitting. Oh, okay. By the way, what's that claw you're wearing? Port bow? Is that by Ramjack? <laughs> Drums. <laughs> You'll find me off the port bow. <laughs> so that's when Zach realizes it. Oh shit, my best friend in quotation marks because they have that bonding moment in previous episodes mm-hmm. is dating the girl of my dreams. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. This is a classic Max scenario all over again. Oh. Uh. So the next day in class, Zach's like, hey, Lasky, you better watch out for Kelly. She's got quite the crush on you. I saw her putting on a veil and throwing a rice at her face the other day. You better get this shit in line. <laughs> I love, like, the, the implied threat with that, too. Yeah, like, he's getting a little attached. If you don't want this to blow up in your face, Lasky, you might want to take care of it. And Lasky's like, oh, no, she's just a friend doing some babysitting. Oh, I'll, uh, I'll make sure I'll set her straight tonight. We had a tea party last night. All nothing too crazy. This yeah. I'll, I'll get to her. I'll talk to her, Preppy. Don't worry about he's it. He's going to talk to her tonight because the plan is, as a thank you for helping babysitting, um, he's going to take Kelly to Chuck E. Cheese with his daughter. Where kids can be kids. Wink. You mean you're going to take her to a place where your kid can run amok and play while you and Kelly just... Well, where Lassie starts. pretends to have a child and is running through the ball pit and there's just someone <laughs> else in public to facilitate his fantasy? I mean... His daughter lives with the, the mother. Yeah. And they live in Europe, and they're lamping and just having fun. Like, there's no... Lasky's alone, and a poor archaeologist, and he's fucking... He wants to go to Chuck E. Cheese and live that fantasy in real life. Which Kelly's a little bit like, eh, all right. Yeah. I mean, 
So I, they're gonna go on a date with the daughter of Chuck E. Cheese. Weird. Uh, meanwhile, before this uh, breaks down, um, Mike comes in and catches uh, Screech. Oh the yeah, I forgot about the monkey. <laughs> well, monkey. We call it monkey. It's a chimpanzee. It's right. An ape. So it's an, they try to do an old-fashioned monkey shiner. They try to hide it. They say, like, "Oh no, it's a baby!" And they're hiding. It's like, "No, I, ah, it's a. Why have you got a chimp from the dorms? You can't do that." Lassie comes in. That's my chimp. There's a weird joke where they say it's Lassie's child, and then Mike says, "Fuck, if that's Lassie's child, I hate to see the moms." Acting! Lassie comes in, hey, something about your wife being ugly. Later. And he leaves. Then the Forgets the joke. Is this improv? Oh, fuck terrible. you, Mike. Don't even want to talk about it. you. The Screech gets the chimp to do some signs, and Lassie's like, what, you got it to sign? Yeah, it always signs for me. Oh, well then, I'm going to make you my lab assistant. So now he's all, you can have a lab assistant, archaeologist, slash father, slash guy living in your office pretending to be a college <laughs> professor. <laughs> The real Professor Lasky's dead. Hashtag, I, yeah, also, um, maybe the janitor that's taking Lasky's yes. place. I mean, come on. Him and Screech are in it together, never find the bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's dealt yeah, with. that's done. The monkey can say. Yeah, so... Zach's kind of house of cardsing um, Lasky and Kelly, because he's assuming right. that Lasky, because he couldn't have a relationship with that one broad... That um, Zach tricked into thinking that he was Lasky, and that's a that was a big deal. This is something that he's like, look, we all know we've been through this together. We know this is not gonna happen. Go tell, break her down easy, so that I can get in on that. Zach has a whole conversation with Kelly. He's like, listen, um, hey, you know, if you get back from your date with Lasky, you know, we're just friends now. So if you just want to come and talk about anything, feel free. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, always I ice there. Cream. Can, you know, I, I I'm really good at massages. So he's nice. got that set up. Nice white shirt with like these weird black bracers. It's a very 90s style, but she pulls it off very well. It looks well. good. It looks good. Kelly's looking good. So, um, then Lasky goes over into Kelly's room. Drums. Hey, I need to rap with you for just a second. Oh, uh, hey, Kelly. I just wanted you to know, uh, my, yeah, her mother came and picked her up, so my daughter's not here anymore. I'm not seeing her now. Yeah. I got okay. back on my meds. Um, I, I really took, uh, yeah. Everything's all right uh, now. Got a refill on my meds, and my daughter uh, went away and uh, <laughs> with her mom, who was out of town, and... Uh, That's what we're telling ourselves this week. Yeah, her mom got back from Chicago early. I thought she wow. lived in. I'm on my meds, and my daughter went away. So uh, don't worry about that. But I just wanted to thank you for everything. Um, and listen, I know you may be feeling some things, but I'm your professor, and it's just it's not appropriate. I just want you to know, like that just can't happen. And then, bam, they kiss. Start making out. They're going at it. Like what? Preppy opens up the door. <laughs> voyeurism as it is and yeah. he sees this and is like fuck and he just kind of watches for a minute too it's kind of weird he's watching he's he, super weird he doesn't dislike it I mean he, it breaks his heart ish but he's, he's not totally not into it and then to be continued whoa I really wish instead of to be continued to be standing on the edge question mark or something <laughs> like really just owning that oh we're right on the edge of we tomorrow get, we get the sad version of the song standing on the edge of tomorrow <laughs> Today, I'm standing on the edge of tomorrow. I'll stand there waiting, <laughs> right there next to the port bow. Port bow, Ramjack. Who won and who lost in this two-parter? Which we've also speculated now that wouldn't it be amazing if every episode after this was a beacon continued <laughs> yes. of the previous episode? Oh. Given the, ti- uh, the the titles of them, which I guess we'll go into later at some point. Um. It's hilarious. Yeah. Like, it would be amazing if they just all parlayed to each other. But who won and who lost in this who, episode? Who won and lost in part one? Part one. This cliffhanger. This cliffhanger. What do you think is going to happen with Screech and the monkey in the next part? 
<laughs> the monkey will never be seen no, again. No, we'll never see that again. We'll see the skirt it was wearing in Screech's like laundry basket or something, yeah. but we'll never see that. It's dead. Right. The monkey's dead. We'll see it in. We'll see it in the, with uh, the tennis girl's um, skirt as well, because he just keeps. He's, he's a, a skirt, skirt collector. He's, he's, just, he's a skirt chaser. Yeah. He's the skirt chaser. That's that's mm. what that's his profile. Yes. Down at the precinct. Yeah. Yes. They're getting. To, they're trying to find the skirt chaser. All right. So who won and who lost? Who who did Zach lose? I mean Zach. Zach. Zach was a creeper. Zach, yeah. He was jealous, which is gross, and like he lost his woman to a crazy man. <laughs> Zach definitely <laughs> lost. We can just say that's in fact he lost. Yeah. Big time. Now he might redeem himself in the second part, but who knows? Who won? Ooh. Oof. I mean Wasn't like Rami's embracing who she is more and more each episode, but true. I don't I never but I, win. Yeah, she can't win. She's gonna do a lot to she... come out on top. Oof. Alex and Slater, they're doing their thing. Does Kelly win? I think Kelly wins this one. Kelly wins it. Or Lasky for getting over his uh his problem and having I, Lasky's got he's I mean, he's in dangerous waters. He could lose his job over this. True. I mean, yeah, he may be banging Kelly Kapowski. Bravo for him. Nice. But Nice. There's dangers in these waters. Which makes it all the more thrilling for him. So Kelly mm-hmm. won. Because Kelly's not going to... Yeah. She might get a slap on the wrist like, oh, you, you shouldn't... You, you off to a ah. convent with you in the on Oklahoma. <laughs> the <laughs> chancellor may say that. Yeah. Or he can easily just be like, this is not the professor you want to bang. And she's like, this isn't the professor I want to bang. True. And she's then she goes off to Zach again. Yeah, that's possible. Default. I mean, that happens in this... True. Yeah, True. this post yavin world, the Chancellor holds that power, so Definitely. she she wins. She wins. She's okay. good in this episode. Fa- like, fashion, really? fashion. Who wins it? Kelly. Yeah. Kelly looks Definitely. good. What? Where she does falter in some places. Some of the numbers she's wearing is absolutely gorgeous, and especially even taking ninety style and putting it off, pulling it off is hard. So yeah, there was the, the Velvet Witch thing was weird, but it was invigorating. I mean, it was that happened then. Well, um, yeah, but they all happened then. That doesn't make them good. But she pulled it off well. And she was also holding something, so it was kind of like covering up most of it. So there you go. But the numbers, it did work. I'm wearing black jeans and like a black tank top. Mm-hmm. Well done. Daffo. Maybe this is basic. Hey, I'm wearing a white shirt and like a tight, weird pant thing with like bracers. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, I was I'm down wearing a black jacket. Alex doesn't really do anything special this episode as far as fashion goes. She was good, but not... On point, but, but not featured yeah. much, so... Um, Le- Leslie Romney was 50-50. Like, there was that one outfit that looked okay, mm-hmm. and then there was that one that was a nightmare shambles. <laughs> Slater. Uh, again, we talked about Zach's weird brown sweater <sighs> with various bottoms. Screech's, like, neon blue pants. Super weird. Okay, who lost fashion? Oh, it might be Screech only for those pants. Is it Screech or Zach? I mean, I mean, oh, Zach, Zach. Okay. Slater does wear a weird kind of like loose uh, sweatsuit mm-hmm. that's cut off into shorts yeah. and cut off into it a tank. It was bad. So are sleeveless. But I think I think Zach overall. Yeah. I'll forgive the blue pants once mm-hmm. and that weird daisy shirt that he keeps wearing. Screech. Yeah. But Zach, dude, you know better than this. Bad. Bad news bears. That may have lost him the, uh, the edge over Lasky. Crazy mm-hmm. old Lasky. Could be. So that's the episode, guys. That's part one. Part one of two. We'll find out what happens next week. Who knows? Oof. Keep standing on that edge tomorrow, guys. Keep standing there. And make sure when you stand there, <laughs> you're standing there by the port bow. Ramjack. We'll work on the we'll work on the advertising. I I think we got it down pretty well. We got, I mean we got it. Who doesn't want it? Come on. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. It's always a pleasure to bring the show to you guys. Always a pleasure, Brad, to sit here and just chat with you Indeed. about the shows that we love, about topics that we like. If you would like to chat at us or with us, there's multiple ways you can do that. So many ways. Guys, you can phone us 
we love to hear get phone calls. Who we doesn't do. like who doesn't like just a phone call, like a ring, ring, a ding. Brad, that's conveniently also placed in your inbox where you can listen to it later and not like inconvenience right. your day. Um, but what's the number? Do you remember? It's 206-339-5894. Stored in your phone. I've been thinking about calling it, but then thought maybe not this whole week because there's a lot of weird stuff that I've seen lately on the streets that I don't want to forget about, but that ultimately do. Those but things probably aren't real. He's probably having a Lasky moment. I haven't had my medication this week, so I might be having a, Lask- a Lasky lapse, oh. as some might call it. The old Lasky lapse. Brad, whose phone is this? <laughs> Hello, it's John Parnasek here, uh, calling in mainly to talk about uh, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman, otherwise known in shorthand as Superman the Musical. And you guys mentioned uh, the uh, the revival that I believe took place in Dallas of Superman with a completely reworked book and a very reworked uh, score. I actually have a live recording of one of the performances of that revamped version, and it's, it's really genuinely great. They, they did so much work to kind of make make Superman recognizable as Superman. The interesting thing is they, they still didn't have the rights to a lot of the characters, so there uh, there isn't a Lex Luthor character, but they managed to take the kind of creepy, kind of slimy reporter from the uh, original version of the show, and they turn him into a very clear Lex Luthor mirror character. He's like this billionaire industrialist and he's clearly out to get Superman. And he works, hilariously enough, with uh, a Legion of Doom type uh, group of very uh, hilariously generic villains that are are supposed to also mirror equivalents from the real comic book universe. And there's even a Jimmy Olsen character who I believe I would play because I have the apple cheeks of a youth. And he's really fun. And yeah, the show's just uh, great. I'll have to send that to you uh, to the old Dropbox. I also uh, wanted to mention that I've seen Jekyll and Hyde the musical live now there was a tour uh, that stopped in Chicago before immediately afterwards going to Broadway the Great White Way and of course David Hasselhoff is in the recorded version of that show there's a recorded you know performance of him doing that I believe in Los Angeles and he's amazing but the thing about that show is that it hasn't changed in 20 years it is still a big old hunk of cheese that I just enjoyed biting into they over Please hook us up with that Superman the musical. Yes. This sounds amazing. Yes, I want to see that. I love Jekyll and Hyde too. Like it's it like it is weird and over the top and a little cheesy, but I don't know. I really do like it. I always have. I I have not heard much from Jekyll and Hyde. It's good stuff. But I mean, obviously, we know of the David Hasselhoff kind of like I'm gonna speak in this voice and then turn speaking that voice kind yeah. of like. The, Which the, can be really good. The I'll film say. version with Hasloff is is a little extra ridiculous. I, I think I liked it better when I just had like the uh, the soundtrack with Linda Etter, and I don't have to see it because I, I yeah I don't, I don't know if I can really imagine seeing it on stage. I think it's better just to listen to the music. But uh, yeah, the Hasloff film one is pretty wacky, and he's pretty hilarious, and goes into his weird goat vibrato. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there's all kinds of cool shows coming. I, I really want to see um, Book of Mormon when it comes to Cincinnati, which mm-hmm. isn't too far off. Yeah. And I always regret not seeing Wicked. Yeah. But that must have been... But I mean, at that point, we, we're over Wizard of Oz. James Franco put that put that to rest. Did he ever? Fuck that shit. Though I have yeah. heard people, like, really kind of, like, 
I don't know, liking that for some reason? I, maybe they're children. I have no idea. The James Franco movie? Yeah. Really? Some people like it. Some people are very wrong. Yeah, I guess their own opinions. But as you're, I mean, I, I everything you've told me, I'm like, I never really want to see that. Ooh. Maybe if it's on Netflix. I don't know. Ooh. But more as a, eh, this'll do. Bad news bears. Let's see what, let's watch this once and then see what, oh yeah, Brad was right. That's weird racist jokes. Yeah. Hey, why, why would you suggest that monkeys like bananas? You can't say that about us. Only we can say that about us. Um, hey, movie. Hey, movie. Are you okay? Well, also, well, say by the Bell this week, Lasky just assumed that the monkey couldn't... Monkey? Why do I... I always default to monkey because I think they're more adorable than chimps because they have that little tail. Yeah. And they're just into more shit. Like, they're just, they don't care. Um, but they also don't have the, the, I guess, intellect, if I can say that, of or the brain power of a chimpanzee or an ape. So that it's innocent. They don't know what they're doing. So, but anyway, the chimp d- didn't want to sign to Lasky about bananas. Why? Because it doesn't fucking like bananas. I love bananas. Exactly. So it's like, so of course it, hey, I love you humans. I love you. That's the sign language I know. Mm. But I'm not going to do your fucking bananas. You're going to give me one. I don't want, I've already eaten. Thank you. Yeah. I'll pass. Oh. It's things like that. That's, I'm telling you. Crazy. Bonkers. Um, thank you for calling in, though, Jonathan. We'll have you back on the show soon, I hope. Definitely. Um, Scheduling. So, um, also, visit our website, curiosityabounds.com slash ramjack. There you can look at, um, or immediately get to past episodes and stream them online if you'd like. Subscribe on iTunes if you want to go ahead and have, like, the downloaded episodes just ready for you. Ready for you. They're all go there. subscribe at it. They've, all of them. They've actually updated the podcasting app on iOS. That's much better now. It's none of that weird, like, hey, we're going to do this antiquated tape graphic that greatly oh. slows down the processing of all of this. Or you could just delete the podcast app and just use the music player as usual. Well, I would say that they've improved it to the point where it's definitely something you could use for value on its in its own right. Um, so maybe look into that if you're into that. If you're on Android, you know what's up anyway. If you're on BlackBerry, I'm very sorry. That's gone. If you're on Ram BlackBerry, is, I, Ram is no just, longer a thing. I, well, Windows 8, no longer. Yeah. No, fuck that. Who cares? But look us up on iTunes. Subscribe. Leave us reviews. We definitely. love those 10-star reviews. Love them. Love Can't them. give us enough in one review? Right to. Duh. Yeah. It's that easy. People right don't realize that you have more options than they're just presented to you. Why would I want to... Why do I want to like minimize my love for something with five stars. Oh. No, I'm going to give it 12 stars. Yeah, well, no, I'm going to give it 15. 15, yeah. Because I'm going to round. Are five, yeah. yeah, you want to round multiple. Definitely. So, it's good luck. Yeah, so as much as you, I mean, if you want to give us 25 stars, just go ahead and put keep, that effort just in. Keep like, doing it, it takes a minute. Just get another device, log on, write a review, five stars, log in on a really different account. Yeah, stars. I mean, you need an extra email account anyway to filter out all yes, the spam and stuff. Yes. Use that email. Be yes. like, hey, I had to actually, I created an email account for spam and also for Ramjack because I needed to give them five more stars. Yeah. Hey, I wasn't done iTunes. I wanted to give them more stars. Yeah. Maybe they'll make an exception and give us a 10-star rating or the ability to within the, the operating. I don't know what's going to happen. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, who knows the enough, future lawgiver? If there's enough demand, who knows? You're right. But um, Facebook group, fucking love that shit. The best. You can hit us up on Twitter, at Ramjack Podcast. Get on that. It's a fun time. You'll get the updates. You'll know. You can send us messages. You can tell us when they start talking about shows we talk about. Because it happens oh, all the time. NBC is just like totally like scamming on everything we talk about. Oh, we're going to mention Belvedere. Oh, we're going to talk about Baywatch Nights. Listen, they're listening. We know they're listening. Hey, NBC, don't cloak out with it. Just go ahead and talk to us. Talk to us. Send us an email. How do they send us an email, Brad? You can email us, ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. 
Talk to us, NBC. I mean, let we'll, us know what's up. We'll humor any offer that you throw at us. Give me an offer. I need money. I gotta buy new shoes. New shoes to put on these. These. You see, um, my cousin's Native American. Obviously, I am too, 100% full Cherokee. Mm. I got these Native American feet. It's yeah, hard for me to find shoes. You got those wide Chicano feet. I got a wide Native American foot. The white people don't realize this. It's hard for us because our feet are so wide. It's hard to find extra wide shoes. It's mm. difficult. I gotta find a pair of shoes. It takes me two weeks of bleeding to break them in. There's a reason why the Native Americans preferred moccasins, like a softer leather yeah. shoe, because of the wide foot. You it know was that hard trail of tears? It's because it, the shoes don't fit. They don't fit, so we're crying because they hurt. We're bleeding. We're walking down this fucking trail, kicked off the res. What are we going to do? We're going to cry because mm. our feet hurt because we can't get shoes. People, if you know where to find extra wide shoes for this Native American foot, please help me. Alex, you don't understand because you got those you got those Anglo angles on your feet. I got the thin Anglo foot. I got this Native American foot. It doesn't fit in a regular shoe. It's hard for me. <laughs> My shoes are falling apart. I gotta find new shoes. How am I gonna do it? I don't know. If anyone knows, please let me give me some help. <laughs> NBC, we're listening. NBC. N- NBC will come to the table if you ask. NBC. You don't have to just humor us from a distance. Give me a deal. Court us properly. And also, if there's any cobblers listening, please get in touch. I need your services. Always a pleasure, Brad. Always Indeed. a pleasure. So, guys, when your wife leaves you for a B and you're on your mission to Moscow, there are two things to remember. The formula for smiling. And watch out for the alcoholic Waka waka! I'm inebriated. Kermit! Kermit, can you drive me home? God damn it, Fozzie. Jeez, Fozzie. This is the third time this week. Because you've got a problem. <laughs> you need help. Sit down. We're going to talk to you about it. Gonzo's going to be your sponsor. I beat it. You can too. You need to hire power. <laughs> I mean, that when I hear Christian talk about Jizo shit, I kind of, in my mind, it's like, hoop de bird de bird. Nondescript energies. Hoop de bird. Die for your sins. Whatever. Jizos. I know you're thinking that nobody cares. You've got some feelings you don't want to share But if your troubles stay all stuck inside They're gonna grow till they're too big to hide I know you're trying to steer so clear of friends You've had a few that left you in the end I gotta tell you it ain't always so Somebody loves you who ain't gonna go So follow me Take you where If you think nobody cares Nobody cares Nobody cares like a bear You'll need a friend to get a big job done I guess sometimes two heads are better than one You'll need a friend to let your feelings free I sure could use someone to talk to me So make a friend and let me take you where When you think nobody cares Nobody cares Nobody cares like a bear So don't go sticking by your own sweet self You gotta take a chance on someone else That's what it's all about, just being friends Take a chance on loving again And follow me and let me 
take you where When you think nobody cares Nobody cares Nobody cares like a bear When you think nobody cares Nobody cares Nobody cares like a bear